reducing noise that isn't there, man. Yeah. What if you like hid some information in the noise and then you removed it, man? Man. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. This is MC Front a lot. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 298 of Video Games Hot Dogs. Is sure. that just off the dome? I'm not sure if that's right or not. Oh. Uh, yes, it is, and that's <laughs> potentially the problem with it. Thanks for joining us, MC Front a lot. My pleasure. Can Thanks I, for having me. Can I call you can I call you by your name? Can I call you by your Christian <laughs> name or are you in character? Um I will answer to Hey Baldy. Okay. okay. Yo Puffin Stuff. What hmm. Is that a real nickname for you? No, I just have been feeling overweight. Okay. Really? Oh, oh, I see. So Ever since I stopped vaping. No. Okay. What did you start yeah. doing instead? Uh eating eating donuts. Garbage. <laughs> okay. Apparently. My which I feel like I had always been doing, but somehow the the vapor kept me svelte. Well, isn't it isn't there like a appetite suppression inherent in nicotine? I think that's right, but I don't feel like I'm eating more food. I don't, maybe the nicotine stimulant in the nicotine caused me to vibrate and that burned, <laughs> oh, it burns, burned burns calories. calories yeah. yeah, I mean, did were you making cool vape tricks, blowing boats and stuff? Maybe you you burned a lot of tongue calories <laughs> shaping the vape. I would suck in a, two big lungfuls and then exhale exhale a large um, piece of text that says nothing tastes as good as thin feels, and then that would inspire me. <laughs> okay, that was my best vape trick. Do you, so when you say two lungfuls, do you mean one for each lobe? <laughs> I'm just saying I use both lungs when I vape. Oh, I some, I mean, some guys are like some guys are like a left lung only. Yeah, advanced yeah. trick shot vapors. Okay. I, I thought you were gonna describe like I, I in, take a big puff and then I exhale like a reconstruction of a Hieronymus Bosch painting. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be neat to like inhale one color smoke into one lung and the other color into the other lung. Ooh. And then exhale it like that stripey toothpaste. I forget the name of Aquafresh. Mm, yeah. Aquafresh. Yeah. yeah, or cinnamon Colgate. The um, mm. the coolest thing to vape out is all of the special effects from the first Brendan Fraser Mummy remake. Right, just just scarabs. Just, just, just. I meant that face in the sand. Oh, okay. Because when um, you vape, it does look a yeah, little like right, that. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the like souls, your, your like soul when you, escaping. When it comes out of your body, it's like in the shape of a the fully formed. I definitely feel more jittery after watching that movie. Uh, I've heard the new one's terrible. Brendan Fraser said so. <gasps> that guy knows what he's talking he about. He would, though. Yeah. Was he not in the new one? I don't know. Tom Cruise was in the new one. Was that the one that... Tom like, Cruise is like a young Brendan Fraser. They had Fraser. the, like, isolated, <laughs> yeah. isolated the, yell the, the track. Yeah, the trailer got released the with, with no audio. Except they, sc- they screwed that up. Oh, it was so good. Hey! <laughs> Whoa! Thanks, Tom. Is that what you get if you uh, cancel out everything that's in the left and right tracks and only take the center track? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, all you get is Tom uh, Tom Cruise Foley. Just in everything. Uh, I actually Foley sat his down. Real last name? Tom Cruise married Dave Foley and took his name. Yeah. yeah. I actually sat down with like a piece of paper once and tried to figure out. Okay, if you can cut the center channel with the, just with simple operations on these left and right, surely you should be able to isolate the center channel. But nope, <laughs> you can't do it. At least not in any way I discovered. Could you, do you have like a parody channel that you can use to reconstruct the channels that you've cut? Yeah, but you have to talk to the record label to get it. Yeah, that sucks. You can't, you can get just the center channel. There's plugins that will be, yeah, yeah, but not with like, not with like 
like a, a with math arithmetic operation not by that you learned inverting in one first of them. grade well he's talking about writing a pl- writing the plug in okay so why so just do your first trick where you invert one channel and sum the two channels yeah and, and then sum it, that yeah. with the original yeah I, I i thought of that it i forget why Did, but it doesn't work oh, okay. no it, it just, just makes everything, everything backwards. Makes everything sound like the Red Hot Chili Peppers for some reason. <laughs> it's terrible. They, all they do is just record themselves just shrieking into a mic and throwing their own feces around. Yeah, anyway, and then they perform like, that operation on it, and every time it's a new Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> song. Now, twenty years of white papers later, people have figured out how to do it. But like me in nineteen ninety six or whatever, not so easy. Why do they have to be white papers, Jim? I don't know why they call them that. Like, most papers are white. It's the political so, like, age we're living in. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I watched Gremlins 2 yesterday. Oh, the was, new I had not was that seen it based on... <clears throat> based on seeing that Key and Peele sketch yeah. about it, <laughs> okay. where the, basically the comedy bit of that Key and Peele sketch is someone literally just describing things that happened in Gremlins 2 as, as though they were, were the most ridiculous yeah. thing ever presented. Um, it's It's weird. It's good in a way that I did not remember it being I when I was a kid. I remember being super over the top. Yeah. It is, and it's really self-aware in a way that I think other movies in like 1988 or whenever it was that it came out were not yet. Yeah, it's real winky, some real winky shit. There's, I mean, there's some like definite just like straight up fourth wall breaking stuff where they look at the camera a lot, as I recall. <laughs> they they stop the movie. What? Right. So, like, there's the, the gremlins scene, get into the, the projection gremlins room. get into the projection oh, yeah, room yeah. of the movie, and then Hulk Hogan yells at them until they start the movie again. Um, there's was he the projectionist? And if or you know, if you if you, if you just went to get him to regulate, if you kill the center channel on that, you can hear him screaming, "Gawker, one day you will be mine." Very prescient. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna take him out. Uh, stop showing my weird racist sex tapes, <laughs> gremlins. That's he could have just blamed the whole thing on that. He absolutely he said, those could have. gremlins in a quest for vengeance after him thwarting their uh, their assault of the movie theater. It, you know, like basically no one will ever get that experience again of seeing Gremlins two in a movie theater and believing. Wait, maybe there are gremlins in the projection right. booth. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That'll never happen again. How high would you have to be? To like be watching a movie and then see like in the movie the the projection booth gets taken over or whatever and be like oh my god is that actually happening? Well, no, it it actually just becomes like silhouettes of gremlins. Like they show the film melting. Okay, right, it melts. right. So it, so that's for, for that time, moment. You're yeah, like, for a long time melted. it is what you would see. Okay, if because if somehow it, gremlins you, took you over all... and then got really far in front of the camera, even though or the projector, even though the projector is usually adjacent to the, to the window, right. it's pointing out they're, they're in the back row. It's not perfectly really realistic. Tall. Okay, but right. did you were you all in a real theater where a film actually melted during the screening? I have. I before yeah. Gremlins 2 came out because yeah. I had that experience yeah. Princess Bride that's what's gone that's not going to be yeah. anymore sometimes I mean I guess experience. you could probably go see a 70 millimeter Dunkirk and have that happen have you ever been it in was a, actually on film. a theater with the film reversed so it was yeah so I worked in a I worked in a movie theater for a long time and so I had a lot of these things happen <laughs> um, have you ever been in a theater where uh, a big chunk of broken arrow got tangled up in the projector because it got threaded wrong and then you decided that the movie was not good enough to <laughs> salvage save. that 30 or 35 seconds in the middle of broken arrow that it took you to get up to the projection booth so you just throw it all away huh. <laughs> that's kind of amazing because forevermore that that 
Like, that print, print, yeah, nobody's going to know exactly what happened in between those two punches. Oh, yeah. God, between there's, Christian Slater and John Travolta. There's no fucking checksum on nope. those things. You lose, you cut really a frame out of a 35mm yeah. print. Yep, it's just that off print, forever. That just print gone. has one fewer frames. I've been in a movie where I was... checksum is a sensible story. Sure. Like, <laughs> I was pretty sure <laughs> that if it didn't pass that hat in the first place. Fucked. <laughs> like, like you, you don't know, but like... Because like Pulp Fiction, if that was assembled wrong, you would not necessarily know. Yeah. yeah. I, the, so the first time I watched Back to the Future three, the rules had oh, the, wow. the, the rules oh, that has got to be the so confusing. Reels. reels, Jesus Christ, uh, had been built up in the wrong order. Yeah, and it took a long time before anybody noticed. It was like mm, okay, it's just like a jarring scene transition. Like uh, okay, this is bad. Let's leave. <laughs> and I didn't You're see it losing again until, like, it, Zemeckis. <laughs> Yep. You shouldn't have filmed this one at the same time as Back to the Future 2. It was it was inevitable you were going to get confused. <laughs> you already took this confounding piece of comedy. And... Uh, Gremlins 2, though. I got to say, I recommend it. Yeah? Really? Yeah. Right. Okay. Watch it. I think there will be things in it that surprise you. Okay. I remember um, at age 12 or whatever being bitterly disappointed. Really? Yeah. Just because it wasn't as good. Like, Gremlins was at that point one of my top 10 or 15 movies okay as a little kid fair enough i just realized that there's like little steam marks on your glasses and those aren't your eyebrows no i think they flow out from my eyebrows it's oh, like a yeah, steam conduit sense. from oh, yeah. the flesh to the glass yeah through your eyebrows really i don't know i mean i guess they're probably there to radiate heat everything else <laughs> is that's why your scrotum is so large. Yours in particular, <laughs> not just one scrotum. <laughs> we had to get an extra chair. I, I have a friend who shaved his eyebrows once, and he told me that the reason eyebrows exist is so you don't sweat into your own eyes. Mm-hmm. I knew that. I knew that. Because yeah. it works. Yeah. Have you tried shaving your eyebrows to see what would happen? I accidentally shaved my eyebrows once. Wow, really? How does that, that happen? I was, I don't know, I was doing some maintenance on whatever facial hair I wore at the time. This is like the late 90s, and... You accidentally mounted your mirror upside down. <laughs> I had the reels so backwards and the center channel <laughs> canceled out, and I it was so confusing. So I had the thing on like you know, like the trimmer three or whatever the setting. Yeah, the, yeah. by thing I mean trimmer. Thank yeah. you, Kevin. And I was doing the facial hair with that, and I'm like, my eyebrows are always so unruly. <laughs> Women I know are always hassling me about oh, it. No. I mean, look at them. They're like fucking Baron Harkonnen, right? If that's, you put them up like that. That's amazing. Surrounded and, by gross pustules, too. Thanks. And so, <laughs> I, so I'm so i like, oh, well, why don't I just take the ends off and have them be like a uniform length like I'm doing with this whatever I was wearing on my face. And so I put it on like what I thought was plenty of number oh, wow. on the trimmer and I just, it was not, not sufficient, the number. So did you just have, like, weird stubble brows? I had a little stubble brow. And then you have to do the other one. You can't have one Harkonnen and one <laughs> fucking like Aunt Paula. Uh, you could just put a Band-Aid. You could put a Band-Aid over the... That's pattern. true, but I think that rappers were wearing unnecessary Band-Aids on their faces that year, and I didn't I didn't want to blend in with those guys. I see. You, you didn't just, want to distinguish yourself as a rapper when you were not in character. <laughs> Just Same sh- reason I don't want to get metal teeth, even though it would be fantastic to not have these garbage bone teeth that are all constantly falling apart. Oh, you, you can, can just like slowly get them. Bond guy. You can slowly yeah. get them replaced with ceramic teeth. That's what I'm doing. Are you? No, I mean <sighs> just only when they when they when they die, then you get a crown. Yeah, I've got cr- I've got crowns, but they're like coming from the back towards the front. And the front ones are the ones that I'm that I'd rather 
they weren't so yellow and broken. Are you a, a person for whom the word crowns and the word for those wax colored sticks that children use for coloring books are pronounced the same? Crown what? and crayon, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I say crayon as though it were two syllables. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Who crayon. says crane? Crown. There are definitely people crayon. who pronounce crayon. crayon. Is that like bayou talk or I've heard crayon a lot. Crayon? Yeah. Crayon apple? So like crayon apple? Uh, no, just crayon. <laughs> oh, what if, it, what if it was an apple color? That would be an apple crayon, I guess. Yeah. Right. An it, apple crayon. Crayon, apple crayon. Apple crayon dandy. Uh... Guess play any video games lately? Hey, we're not on that yet. Oh. <laughs> we don't we don't talk about that. Come on. Right we don't come we don't come to your house and tell you how to rap. <laughs> <laughs> we do sometimes actually. You do occasionally. <laughs> Usually uh, unannounced. Damien, rap faster. I'm working on it. <laughs> uh Riff, what have you been up to? Um what have I been up to that's been not video game related? Basically just like sitting in the dark and trying not to sweat to death. Because it's like 107 degrees here in Portland. Didn't you that move seems low. there to not be in the heat? Yeah, no, I did. Fahrenheit. And it followed me. It's bad. It's it's he's hotter a, than it has ever been in Portland today. Oh, he's in Portland. Yes. Right. That yeah, would Riff, be low Riff for... live in Phoenix anymore. Phoenix right now. Uh, I don't know. 107? Nine. The edge. You think you're getting... <laughs> <laughs> you think you're getting a lot of... Nice breezy 107 days in Arizona right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna. Uh, you know, it's not the heat. It's, know, it's not the heat. It's the humidity, it, which there isn't. Portland is seems terrible, based on my Twitter feed. <laughs> I mean, right now the weather. You know, and I, I mean, and also the the progressive politics. It's supposed to be 109 in Seattle this week, and there's something like 25 percent coverage with air conditioning. Like, just nobody has any. Yeah, yeah. Arizona. Arizona is only like yeah. 102. 104. Crazy. So. Vegas was sucked ass this weekend. Yeah. You should tell like us about um, you should tell us about Defcon. Pretend that I don't know anything. Pretend that I literally do not know the All first right. thing about Defcon and then entertain our listeners <laughs> by explaining it to me. All right, Zach. Well, and that's a convention for people who can't hear. Well, there is actually Defcon, which is like a little thing they're running during where they were doing Oh. Maybe hacking related That's ASL actually stuff. Really neat. That's really great. And oh, the woman who you've probably seen in viral v- internet videos doing like this slightly like funk dancey uh, sign language interpretation of rap lyrics at big rap concerts yeah, yeah. for like Snoop, Jay Z, whoever. Yeah, she was there oh, for awesome. Defcon, the homonym, and That's she came bad. and did uh, Dual Core's whole set on the Friday night concert that I was in. And it was awesome. It she was didn't so do your thing. She did not. She didn't. She didn't know. But she said next year. You know if she's just improvising or does she like prepare? She, she, you got to learn. You got to learn. Yeah, those things are. Yeah. I saw her like, coming fast. Talk yeah. about how she like has to spend a while thinking about like because it's everything is happening real freaking. Plus fast. she does right. them synced. Like, and you, and you yeah. she does like, them as they're going. And ideally, you want to make it rhyme. <laughs> 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 That's a real thing. Yeah, mm. I'm just wondering how that works. Exactly. Oh, you, it's like one finger. It, it's one finger in a different place. You just end every lyric by flipping off the audience. <laughs> a lot of identity. That's, I'm rhymes. assuming a thing rhymes with itself. I'm, yeah, I'm not joking. That's actually how you make something rhyme in in ASL. That's not real. It's a real thing. You're That's joking and real. making fun. I can tell by your mischievous grin. <laughs> I think it's funny, but I'm not joking. <laughs> All right. 
All right. This will be in the show notes. Okay. It, it, well, it, there'll just be a picture of Jim with the word liar <laughs> <laughs> over it in impact font because it's a meme. It's a constant It's a constant meme about Jim lying to us about sign language. Hieroglyphics um, would rhyme with each other based on whether you draw like a little dick on there. <laughs> like draw dicks on both of them? Yeah. Like, it's so like, oh, those are both anything, both phono, anything, phono cocks or whatever. Anything with a dick rhymes with anything else with a dick. That's exactly okay. right. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And that's the only way to make words rhyme, so. Right, so vandalism was just an early conversion of prose into poetry. That is correct. So. Yeah. Anyway, DEF CON, the, the normal DEF I mean, okay, sorry, so not, the to be, not to be hearing normative. DEF CON is a big hacker convention. They have it in Vegas every year. Um, what DEF CON was DEF CON at? They strangely don't have the large lit nuclear annihilation warning signs how, everywhere. How not? You would think they would, but they mm. don't. Well, I guess I they don't because otherwise the hackers would change them all to one and then people sure. would grow panicky. So instead, everyone walks around blissfully unaware of the current political climate um, for a weekend, as you often do at conventions. Sure. Um, but more so at this one because you have all of your radios turned off. Because. Right, because the Wi-Fi is entirely untrustworthy. Oh yeah, you would never use any Wi-Fi that you found there. Um, but you got to you know turn off your NFC and your uh, Bluetooth, like anything that people can intrude on. Do you I like, got, wrap your wallet in aluminum foil and stuff? If you have those fucking idiotic, like uh, transponder cards. distance readable credit cards, yeah. Okay. You would need a little Faraday wallet. <laughs> Somebody's gonna steal my clipper money. Yeah. Do you have to? Do you have to wear a lead condom? Um, if you don't want your cock hacked, <laughs> you fucking better. Um, <laughs> it's great because there's just paranoia everywhere, and there's this uh, in the packet hacking village, which is a set of conference rooms. It's like all dark, and there's techno DJs going. It is as though you are in a late '90s hacking film, nice. and and there's this huge projector screen. And it's the wall of sheep. And it's just people in the hotel who were not being careful enough. It's their name, their password, where they went. What's it just keeps scrolling. I would as they I would absolutely not invite them back to my hotel if they did that. <laughs> they were obfuscating part of the, the actual password. I felt quite uh, the nobly, sheep but or yeah. DEFCON. <laughs> DEFCON. Okay. You know. <laughs> just, just, okay. I don't know what the circumstances yeah, sorry. are. You can only stay at my hotel if you have, if you're, uh, I wish I knew anything about computer security, but I don't. <laughs> if your IPv6 something is certified. Uh, if you've registered. Got a digit and a capital letter in your password. <laughs> right. You, you can't check in without a public PGP key. There you go. So I don't know what the circumstances were but like several years back when i was last invited to defcon it was at the rio and then they went to the venetian i think and now they're at caesars and i don't know whether they're upgrading their digs to have more fun or just getting or, just or getting, getting the kick, fuck just getting kicked, kicked out, out of there. every yeah. hotel yeah um yeah i mean obviously I mean, you don't want be, your high rolling be. guests getting hacksored and it would be irrespons irresponsible of the casino not to warn the other guests, don't do anything while you're here, That's at right. which point the guests would be like, why the fuck are you, like, why am I here? if you're telling us this, why are you letting them be here? Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's an excellent question, I think. Well, it's kind of a public good, though, right? It's, it's a, it's, it is a conference for people to discuss the security of things so that your life will eventually be made better. That is real arguable. 
The headlines that came out of there this weekend were from the voting, voting machine machines. hacking challenge that they were running. Which will change nothing. I feel like everybody everybody who cares about yeah. whether voting machines are hackable or not knows about it. Maybe. And is frustrated that no one will do anything about it. Maybe. There, there were a lot of general interest news publications carrying that stuff this weekend. I don't oh, know yeah. if they'll keep on it. And I was trying to figure out who, for that to really change noticeably nationwide, like who has to be upset. And I assume it's voters who are able to pressure voting commissions, which occur at the county and state levels, right? I mean, that's who mm. would have to make decisions to have better, auditable, less hackable voting procedures. I was reading about the, or not reading, I was listening to a, a podcast about um, how bad the gerrymandering has gotten. Yes. And it's just like decades worth of slow accretion of um, very careful gerrymandering. That's why I'm careful to live in a place that only white people live in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the gerrymandering is super, super appalling. And yeah. it's not just like a, the slow refinement of the algorithms, it's... Carl Rove's Red State Project. And the, Co the Koch brothers. And the, which the Koch brothers funded, yeah. which was a 10-year focused... Mm -hmm. I knew we should have put the Pepsi attempt. brothers in charge. <laughs> <laughs> How would they spell that? It would be like P... It would be like F-H-E-S-K-I. <laughs> and that's the Pepsi brothers. Okay. And then yeah. the other guys are clearly spelled cock. All right, get to be the Koch brothers, and then there's parody. Okay. Yeah. The Red State Project, yeah. and maybe this is boring to your listeners, but they f sat down 15 years ago and they figured out that the best return on investment was not spending millions of dollars on state Senate races or hundreds of millions of dollars on presidential races, but spending just a few grand for these elections to the state legislatures that right. hardly anyone votes in, nobody pays any attention to, and no money is going into the campaigns. And they could flip so many of those into their like garbage corrupt little shit bags nationwide that they could spend the amount you would spend on one California Senate race and flip you know thousands yeah. of state house seats yeah cuz republicans have like almost a thousand more seats than democrats statewide or it's not state, in country, state houses in state houses countrywide and that's where the that's and where the gerrymandered the voting districts are drawn and those districts and the way that they're drawn determine who goes to the House of Representatives. Yeah. And they determine governor races in some states. Like every state is different how they choose their governor. But like it's really I deep. prefer the ones where it's chosen by single combat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With the previous governor. That's why Arnold Schwarzenegger was such an effective governor. <laughs> the the only person who even had a chance of, of ousting him was the predator. And <laughs> we saw how that went. <laughs> First he was challenged by Richard Dawson. Then he was challenged by Dawson, Alyssa Milano, or the guy who had abducted her. <laughs> right? Yeah, not Just Alyssa Milano. He rescued his daughter only to have her turn on him. And yeah. Get, get uh, out of there, buddy. <laughs> she was doing a good job at the last presidential. No, no, at the, uh, the John Ossoff failed, like, special election in Georgia for GA6. Did you hear about this? No. Did she oh. run? No, she was... Driving people to the polls. Like, Alyssa Milano. By, Alyssa Milano. by making could, an annoying noise you, <laughs> on the other side of them or like in a car. Ah! Probably in a truck. She was, you could tweet to her 
and she would pick you up and take you to the polls in, huh. in GA6. I bet, I bet the creep vote <laughs> was Rose really dramatically, dramatically increased. Yeah. 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 But probably creeps are Democrats, right? In Georgia? Yeah, I don't know. They're both. The kind of person that would be like real stoked to like get next to Alyssa Milano for a second. Do you think that guy's a Democrat or a Republican? I don't know. That, that kind of creepiness transcends partisan yeah. thinking. Like everybody can creep on that well, young de- teen girl Democrats, from who's the boss. Are Democrats more likely to live within 200 yards of a school? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pro- probably. Technically, yes, because the being educated makes you a Democrat. Yeah, there so you go. The closer you live so, to a school, right, the closer you live to a school. likelier you're a Democrat. Like diffusion mm-hmm. And strangely yeah, no. also likelier you're a, a pedophile. So <laughs> we've just deduced Democrats are pedophiles. <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> uh so yeah, th- so then what what did you do at Defcon? You 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 performed a, a rap. I had a I had my rap concert um on the main stage uh Friday night with uh Dual Core and YT Cracker, other nerd rappers, and uh Real Big Fish, a okay. ska band. Oh yeah. Um what was there? Richard Cheese and Lounge Against the Machine oh, did an hour before that that's before great. us. That was that's good. A good. That's a too. good mix. Yeah. What was Real Big Fish's one hit? It was called Sell Out. How did it go? Sell out with me tonight. Sell out. And then and so forth. Did they have a cover that probably was big? Most most bands did. Most ska bands. Have you ever have you ever done so. a cover of a, another song? But like, have I ever released a cover? Of, but in rap format and I haven't. Original? Aside from Run DMC's cover of Walk This Way, I can't think of any rap covers of non-rap songs that I that are good. What about yeah. when Fish does the the entire the entirety of Purple Rain as like a rap a Halloween show? They yeah. do no, not as a rap. For Fish's <sighs> Halloween show, they always play as a different play band album. and they play mm-hmm. an album, yeah, from start to finish, which I think is great. That's an admirable. Project. It's a good idea. Yeah, you yeah. don't do that though. What I haven't. about when a white guy with a guitar plays "Baby Got Back"? Um, there is this whole genre of white guys, particularly with guitars, covering rap songs. Specifically, right? Baby Got Back. <laughs> just Baby Most Got Back. Most of them I don't care for. That, the, that entire scene is just Jonathan Colton over and over again. Most of them I don't like, Baby Got Back cover but was great. some of them work out. The Dynamite for Hack, some reason. Boys in the Hood, was fine. Was it? I didn't, I didn't I remember. That's the one that was like actually on the radio in the 90s. A lot of them end up on the radio. Um I mean, well, well the, the trick radio. is the the trick is to make it worthwhile somehow, like, like give everyone who listens to it a dollar. Sure, <laughs> that's one way. Like the Just reverse fucking Spotify. like the, do your sure do your pandering bullshit, but also make it worthwhile, make it good somehow, and that's there you go. There's your good pandering bullshit. I mean. Good somehow is kind of subjective. Stop, <laughs> stop subtweeting. And so is art. Stop subtweeting Ernest Klein. Uh, <laughs> I, when the pages actually... from that book came out this last week on Twitter, like people were posting screenshots oh, of pages of that it. book, which I haven't read. I, mm-hmm. I thought that someone was satirizing it. Oh yeah, but no, it's like it's yeah, actually, I couldn't actually tell. It's actually like that. It's pretty self. It's pretty self satirizing. If that's the if the, you know that's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Jim, mm. oh, am I to? Supposed have to you not us? played any video games? Oh man, nothing but video games for me. I so 
I've been. Um, oh man, I, I have no idea if this is good con. This pot, good podcast content. I've been working on this uh, voxel world editor, and like thinking about like what am I going to do with this thing? What are voxels? Hex- hexagonal? No, they're Hexel? like three D pixels. pixels. They're like three D like Minecraft is voxels. Got it. Yeah, got it, got yeah, it. yeah. Volumetric world pixels. editor. Got it. Yeah. Um, Proceed. And what I realized when I was thinking about like how am I how I'm going to build this thing out into an actual game, what I realized is that this is going to require me to do like engine programming. And one thing I've learned over the past twenty years is that doing en- your own engine programming is basically equivalent to never ever shipping your game. It'll, it'll just never ha- never happen. So like I've been going through this real soul searching like few days where like. I, do I have to throw away this entire idea? Is this a thing you're just doing for fun? Uh, it's kind of blue skying for my potential next project. Yeah, but what if you take a step back and you just write your own language? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, honestly, though, why bother doing that until you've built the processor that's the right processor uh-huh. for that to that's run right. on? And mine your own uh, silicon. Right, and to make an apple pie from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. You must first get really baked. What's blue skying? <laughs> is that another? Du- is that a? Dub it's like term? blue sky solutioneering. <laughs> it's like it's like blue ocean uh, mindstorming. I like want just, Jim to tell me. It's like just less spit, of a wise it's like spitballing. It's, it's what they did. It's what they said. Basically, uh, it it means I'm doing a bunch of stuff, not really with any goal in mind, and as to, though the sky was the limit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Just to, why is it called blue skying? Just to uh, probably because the sky is the limit. It's another and one like of the those dark white clouds supremacy are... terms that's really crept into our discourse. <laughs> What's that? The sky's it's blue the limit. eyeing it, but it's been changed over the decades. I see. Okay. I don't think of white people as having blue eyes. Don't you? No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you come from a a sort of an inferior, slightly swarthier part of the white race. Yeah. That's why. If you were really white like I am, Mm. you'd have blue eyes. Okay. Do you have blue eyes? Oh, of course. You also can't tell because you can't see blue. Yeah. (laughs) Can't, uh, can't, can't tell if, can't tell if you got the right color hair or not, though. On account of your inferior genes. That (laughs) That comes from your mother, you know. I thought mother's father. Mother's Doesn't mother. Matter. No. Because if you don't get it from your dad, your mom didn't get it from hers. So there's really no way to look at anyone and figure it out. How far down the list of colors is blue in the human hierarchy of... In the al- alphabetical order? Yeah, I no. thought you were going <laughs> dictionary. No. It's it's hierarchy of number color, one. color uh, word acquisition and language. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the order you learn yeah, to say the colors? That, no. So there no, are like languages. I, I thought that was debunked. Yeah. It might be, but that, that languages tend to coin every, words for colors in the same order. Every language oh. has words for black and white. Which stage and of red. grief is blue? <laughs> so it's not only that it's not only that the inferior races don't have blue eyes, it's that they don't even know what blue means. I see. That's where that idea comes from. Right. Like the wine dark sea. I think blue. I think blue is uh, the argument was that blue was a relatively late addition to that list. But it's the color that literally half the world is yes. in a and state of nature. Because it was <laughs> because it was so ubiquitous, you just didn't not even... when you're next to it. Oh, that was like nothing. Yeah, not when you're next it's to like the sky. You're no, oh, next oh, to the, the sky. sky. Sorry, I thought you meant the oceans. Oh no, I meant the top half of the, the, of, <laughs> of the world. The top half of everything we can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except yeah. when it's cloudy. You know, until they uh, <laughs> were introduced to the fruit. Uh, Anglo-Saxons called the orange yellow red. <laughs> I see what I see why you have him on the program. <laughs> it's another he, one from his, fucking liar Jim. His, except this is also a fact. His ability to present 
falsehoods and then say, oh, and it's so funny that I'm always lying, but this one is that's, actual. That's it's actually, very convincing. That's actually partially true. I was actually oh. reading about that just the other Well, actually, the, the fruit and the color are both named after the tree. <laughs> the, the fruit and the oh, color are both named right. after a guy. Dan oh, Orange. Orange. <laughs> yeah, Dan Dr. Orange. Dan Orange. Okay. Dr. Schlotzky's. Have we talked about Voxatron on this podcast? No. What is a Voxatron? It's a video game, sort of. Vo- yeah, Voxatron is... So, if, you've, if you're familiar with Pico 8... Uh, Vox- Voxatron is Voxatron is like a a um, uh, voxel based sort of game engine um, where you you have a, a level editor and a model editor and you can basically all you can make with it is Robotron clones, which is the bummer of it. Like so that that project uh, was simplified into Pico Eight, which has actual scripting in it, and like Pico Eight is very fertile in terms of like you can look around the internet and find, you know, thousands of really interesting games done in it's Pico like, 8. Yeah, it's just like a yeah. real retro, simplified programming language for making games. Right. Whereas Voxatron is, it, like, at first blush, it looks like it's the same thing. It's by the same developer. Uh, and it is, um, but it doesn't have the scripting. So, like... Yeah, all you can make is the same boring game that that ships in the box. And it's like, it looks really nice, and it has a lot of really cool visual effects and yeah. it looks good yeah, it, and it, it looks really it, interesting and, and like this was actually like my the main reason I wanted to work with voxels is that I you look at this and you see all the the sorts of techniques that people do when they're doing like early 2D games except they're doing it in 3D um they're doing it with like this uh like like scrolling text and what have you and like uh, like particle effects um that look like they they originated on a 2D screen, except like it's in it's in this 3D style. Um, and the other reason I'm doing soul searching about doing voxel engine stuff and putting all that effort into it is that it seems like they're going to add scripting to Voxatron. Ooh. So like, why should I bother Maybe. when you can just? Use this engine instead. Maybe you can license uh, FromSoft's engine for 3D dot game heroes. Yeah, I'm actually really curious what that looked. Did that did that have an editor with it? It had a character sprite editor. Right. That was another one where I was really excited about that video game, but then I just kept bouncing off of it because it's like just boring yeah, Zelda. It, it wasn't actually a good game. It was yeah. just yeah, just sort of a Zelda clone with blocks. Yeah. Yeah, license that. Yeah. I mean, I think if you made anything, it would be better than either of those two things. Good point. All right. Sold. The the other thing I wanted to do is talk to Tim Sweeney and see if I could get permission to call this thing ZZT2. I think, wasn't there a ZZT2? There was a Super ZZT. I see. Which was the same thing, but in 40 by 25 text mode, so everything was bigger instead of 80 by 25 text mode. Huh. That's not real super. It also scrolled so the boards could be bigger. Huh. It was pretty so You dumb. mean so that they could be the same size? No, they would They would act. <laughs> I think they were actually bigger, but yeah. Um, it wasn't It wasn't very super. I always used to get ZZT and Kingdom of Craws mixed up in my head because there were a lot of Craws games, and I feel like they were also, yeah. they were very like mod friendly. Yeah. Oh, were they actually? I think so, unless I'm just extra confused. You're probably thinking that, of ZZT. Is that related to Drod? 
Is no, no. Is Cross is the one with the whip, right? Yeah. Where your yep. your action Cross, is to whip all the squares. Cross is a you. game from like 1989. It was uh, Scott Miller's first project. So like the uh, Apogee software that became 3D Realms uh, all originated going back to that one guy's one game. Which was a successful shareware project, and like Epic came from Tim Sweeney's ZZT, which that that I which mean, was like pretty clearly inspired by Cross. I guess that's the thing. Like, if you want, you know, if yeah, if, if you want to be a successful video game developer, start in 1989. If you want to get a cookie named after you, and invent make, the calculus, and make text mode games in DOS. Right. <laughs> Wasn't that? I have never eaten a Leibniz, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a Leibniz. It was, uh, or no, it was. It was the it was the Leibniz cookie. W- from what? From uh, bakery. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Fresh from the oven. Yeah. You know, it was Choco Leibniz. There was that's a real thing. Okay. <laughs> you told me this joke. I think I did. Based on yes. seeing a product. Yes. Are you just pretending not to remember this to make me look like a dope? Well, no, I think it's funny if I if I make this joke now because if you lie, if you just lie <laughs> as a as a gag, as a bit, if mm, Damien, so, do you want to be on the? Po- I mean, MC Frontalot, do you want to be? <laughs> fuck, you're. It's mm, fine. No, I'm telling you're you, bearing false witness as well. Name all the. <laughs> use all the names. How, puff and stuff. Yeah. Thanks Do you want to be on the podcast all the time so that there will be so that there will be more than just me telling the truth? Riff is also constantly lying. So I was <laughs> talking to a uh, to a good friend, our good friend Josh Lee, about uh, what he's been working on lately, and he's been um, making a game where you collectively tell sort of fake stories about a neighborhood. So it's like sort of a it's not a digital game per se, but it's a it's a game where you would go, get get go around and like sort of make up. Uh, I think he's calling it Secret Histories. And you sort of go around a neighborhood and you make up stories. And I was like... It's I like was a fancy re- version of Dictionary. Well, sort of, yeah. Or two Truths and a Lie. Uh, and people were like pitching... Or Never sort of Have I Ever. Digital, ...digital variants of this where you could like sort of, instead of building out your own engine, you just start embedding uh, fake histories and things like Yelp and Foursquare. Ah, and stuff. Uh, Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, but then I was telling him about how I used to give tours of Boston mm-hmm. that were... About fifty percent fact and fifty percent mm-hmm. fiction, and it was very hard for people to know which was which. They it was because you were very good at lying. Mm. You told me where Benjamin Franklin's parents were buried. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was actually true. I think oh. that was one of the God true ones. Damn it! <laughs> you think, but you're not entirely sure. I don't. Yeah, I don't knows remember at this anymore because, yeah. like, it was just it was just more fun to just sort of have a vague memory of like the American Revolution, and because you're in Boston, you can just kind of reference anything. And it probably is kind of true, because there's lots of little graveyards around, and you know. Every- you told me this is the corner where I bought some really good weed, but it was actually oregano. Sure. <laughs> Another sly deception from the false historian. <laughs> mm. I'll put that one on Wikipedia. Mm. Good. That must be something, right? I assume. It's, it's just it's just the the wiki for adult film studio wicked pictures. <laughs> it's only about just a list of musicalizations of adaptations of Wizard of Oz. <laughs> just all the facts that there are about that community. Oh, right? Yeah. Wow, that, Jesus that's Christ, a cycle that, that could just keep going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um. God willing. That reminds me a little bit of a car game that we uh, used to play in the What's van that? on tours. On our my band's tours, you had like a you have like a really smart 
band. And so that must have been interesting, spending a lot of time with him in a vehicle. Sometimes. You, <laughs> I'll tell you, before, in our tours before the smartphone era, we played a lot of Beach Dumbs, which is another, which is a game you try to avoid playing. I'll okay. tell you about that right after. All right. First, our car game. Yeah. Our car game is, um, if it's your turn, you come up with a, a domain name. Okay. That maybe is definitely already registered, but maybe it's not definitely already registered. And then everyone's like, yeah, that's registered. No, it's available. Right. And then you look <laughs> it up and then you, if you were right, you got a point and then it's the next person's turn. Right. Which is so, great. So how do you handle it when like it's registered, but there's nothing there? It's just, Oh, that doesn't matter. So if somebody thought that it was worth paying for and you okay. get, so you can't register it yourself right now, then it's registered. I mean, what's, okay. so you get most, a point. Most registered is, domains don't have anything. You if you were right. Is registered? If, oh, I if see. If you were right. If you were right about yeah. it. Okay. I was going to say, cause so, like Google.com. I get a point. <laughs> yeah. No, Yahoo.com. I that, get a point. That would be less challenging. <laughs> I get a point. <laughs> no, you, you try to come up with a liminal one that people will disagree about. And okay. then whoever had it right, you got a point. It's not, it's not the kind of game where you really write down the points. It's where you try to come up with funny domain names. And then you oh. amaze yourself that like, you know, smurfhumper.com is still available. It gets very expensive, in fact, especially if you've been drinking at the show and you're, the place you're driving because to is you, the hotel. Because you buy a lot of domains. Because you're like, yeah, oh, stumpfluffer.com. I can't believe nobody's monetizing that. And now you own it. Do right. you own stumpfluffer.com? No. But I, I remember it was available from the game. But Amputeens was not. <laughs> that had already been registered. <laughs> oh, was this like a, no a, like a fluffer for like a severed to stump To fluff a stump. Okay, that seems bad. <laughs> That's like... I'm not saying you should do it. I'm saying you should make money off the domain name. Anyway, that's a fun car game. Um, yeah, what's Beach Dumbs? Dumbs. Uh, that that car game. So so the domains car game you can only play in the smartphone era, sure. right? Sure. Before then, yes. we would have a lot of conversations on these long car rides where everybody's got an opinion, but nobody knows quite how it works. Right. When I was in Thailand with my buddy a couple years ago, we were sitting on the beach, and he wouldn't let me use my cell phone. Um, well, he, it's not he wouldn't let me, but he would mock me gently. And after a while, I was like, "That's wait a minute. Why am I looking things up? I'm sitting on a beach in a faraway paradise. Like, what's, what's wrong with me? So I stopped looking up things on my phone. But then we would have conversations as though it were 2005, where we both have, like, thoughts and ideas and conjecture and no hard data to back it up. And we thought, And I thought that that would make, like, a great game show where you take, like, several millennials – who have outsourced all of their knowledge to the cloud and you take away their phones and you put them on a beach or somewhere pleasant and make them come up with something uh, like, please explain in detail uh, how the transactional economics behind the oil industry works, which is something we actually argued about on tour in 2005, I remember. Um, and they're sitting there and they're like, well, this definitely works like this. No, 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 that wouldn't make any sense. It works like this. And then the contestants are all watching them and then you like press a button when you think somebody's got something right. And then you get a point. But the people who are sitting on the beach who don't know what they're talking about are playing beach dumbs. Okay. It's a good name for it. Yeah. Just so you know, stumpfluffer.com is still available for $12. Thank a God. Year. What about beachdumbs.com? Yeah, oh, beach dumbs. Would it be D U M B S or yeah. D O M's like like kingdoms or doms like M B S like beach bums but okay. dumbs? Griff, why oh. are you looking things up while you're in your beautiful bedroom paradise in Portland? Uh, Beachdoms.com <laughs> is available. Ooh, all right. 
Well, whoever develops game shows, you owe me money. Right You're just you buy making that. your apartment slightly hotter by using your phone, Riff. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is my iPad, so it's even more than that. Yeah. Mm. Oh no. This thing just All right. Well, should we move on to the riff section? Indeed. Wait, where's the theme music? Uh, well, I'll edit it in. I don't know if you, I don't know if you know this, uh, <laughs> Damien, but we can. What you can do is you can record some stuff, oh. and, then, and then later. <laughs> Put some stuff in. It doesn't have Please to... Please explain to me how um, digital to analog audio conversion works. You taught You're me... on Beach Dumps. <laughs> you, ta- you taught me everything that I know about editing this podcast, and I still use the inappropriate software. Uh-huh. Is the software that you knew how to use. Glad to help. And you taught me. It's great. I love it. It's a riff session. Kids call it a riff session. Time for riff session. We're on the playground, a riff session. When Riff has something to say, put 30 seconds on the clock and make way for the Riff Session. It's a Riff Session. It's Riff. Uh, all right, Riff, 30 seconds on the clock. Summarize Time Bandits. Oh, okay. Well, Time Bandits is about a, uh, a band of small mercenaries who work for God and they stole God's map of all the shitty time holes in the universe because the universe was poorly made. And a young boy accidentally falls into one of these holes uh, after, I think it was after the uh, the eponymous time bandits robbed Three, Napoleon. Two. And they have history hijinks. That was 30 seconds on the clock. Riff, you've explained only the premise of Time Bandits I, uh, and the very beginning of the first act. We Do you want to try and bring it home? The rules of this, uh, of this event. I, I, originally, the plan was that uh, we would continue doing The Goonies until I finished summarizing the entire movie. <laughs> but uh, apparently now I just get 30 seconds for any given movie. Well, since, you, as you mentioned, there's so much editing available why don't you just explain the whole thing in exquisite detail and he'll speed it up so yeah. the whole thing takes 30 Actually, seconds what you could just uh, you could just live stream time bandits you could just watch <laughs> it and say everything that happens uh, like maybe in a really annoying high-pitched voice well, and inserting stuff about how you don't like jews speed it up you're 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 wishing again that you had pewdiepie on the podcast right i keep mixing up riff and pewdiepie oh thanks do you think that do you think that PewDiePie is a play on Cutie Pie? Yeah. I it must yeah. be, but I had that had never occurred to me but until Pew, you just Pew, said. Pew, that. But it would have to be like P U T I E P I E, which is gross. That sounds like a, well, he's a pie that's like rotten. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's right. Swedish. Okay, so they love they, all they, they eat like is like things. they eat a rot yeah, pie made from the head of a fish. fish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rotten fish pie. Yeah, that's what PewDiePie means in Swiss. Rotten fish pie. <laughs> <laughs> are we just are we all in agreement that everything that young people do is terrible oh boy i yes. feel it's, so strongly about it's that definitely now. them that are wrong anything they do anything they like that another one has done mm-hmm. yeah every t- every time the post every time the uh the print media concocts another article about how the millennials are destroying the economy because they don't buy Persons enough Platinum stock or whatever the fuck <laughs> do, it do, is. Do we have a word for I just the generation after the millennials yet? <sighs> so, so it should be Z. Be yeah. Right? The only thing that the actually bothers Z? me about millennials is their insistence that Molly and ecstasy are two different drugs. <laughs> it's real 
real consistent. Mm-hmm. Like, no one who uses the word Molly to refer to that drug believes Will agree that, that ecstasy it is, is the, same, the thing. same thing. Right. When, you know, like, Wikipedia, redirect, same article. Yeah. Like, and they're, no, no, no. Molly is ecstasy. Molly is MDMA without the methamphetamine. Oh, you mean the MA in MDMA? <laughs> it doesn't have that in it? Okay. So it's just a doctor. Mm. Get it, yeah, MD. So it's just the meth? That's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. No, I clearly millennials are stupid, but I, my question is, <laughs> they're not are stupid, we united that. in despising their current, their current cultural relevance and how it makes us small and meaningless as olds? I think what we need to do is, uh, figure out how to get them to cash in on our nostalgia. Right. Or rather, cash in on getting them into our nostalgia. Just like we got suckered into enjoying all that fucking summer of love nostalgia right around 1988. Mm-hmm. Well, we were buying Pepsis that had Woodstock written on the side. I know, we were having, we were thing. having our own Woodstock, which was just as much a defining moment of our generation <laughs> as <laughs> the original Woodstock was for us. <laughs> Shit trick that was. Well, I mean, if oh. you consider that the defining emotion of our generation is sarcasm, then sure, the, our Woodstock was just as defining. Exactly. Only, only while being sarcastic could we even for a moment pretend to appreciate what the boomers have done for us. It's making me sad that pretty soon I'm not, I'm going to stop recognizing when things come back 20 years later. <laughs> Right. So I can start cashing in on the 40s, I guess, but that's not as much of a thing. Cashing in on the 40s? Like World War Like as II? things recycle again, right? As like the, you know, the, the 80s take on the 60s comes back around for the fourth time. Right. I don't think they can bring the 40s back because the fedoras have been pretty thoroughly burned down. And that'll last forever. The fedora craze, <laughs> the fedora the, the crisis. Hate, the, yeah, crisis. The hating fedora it's craze. a cra- it's a craze, sis. Uh, okay, yeah. I'm fedora crisis is a good name for something. Fedora yeah, crisis. Yeah, we'll put, yeah. I'll put like that on the band Marvel band's website. I feel like fedoras are okay as long as they're in black and white. So maybe the mm. trick is to just like everything is in black and white. <laughs> well, maybe the trick is just to like take some colloidal silver and wear only gray. Uh, okay. They so say take some colloidal silver, inject it into the eyes of everyone that you might want to date. Yeah. Well, that, no, no. Just you can, have to be in black and white. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That seems harder. Yeah. Than injecting it into the eyes of or every potential date. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's a good weeding out process. Yeah. That's like true. Uh, before we before it's we a, before I pick you up, I'm going to need you to inject a, this into your eyes. I've, I've mailed tender. it to you. Really, you want to eye? Really, you'd want to put that like up front in the profile. Just to get it out in the open. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, or like maybe sepia tone. Like fedoras are okay in sepia tone. Probably. I guess that's black and white. I've been trying to figure this out because as you mentioned, I'm like super bald right now. Uh, by choice. It's like a superpower. Not by choice. By necessity. And so it would be lovely to have a hat to ward off the sun's You have a hat that you wear terror. all the time. Where? What hat? Talking about that fish crumpled fishing hat I came in here in wearing? Mm-hmm. I like a crumpled fishing hat. I used and to. And it's stylish. For a while, I was wearing trilbies. I could get them in my swollen head size. I thought they looked flattering on my giant head for some reason. They like worked out. And then, A, 
the general populace started calling those fedoras, which is not right. But how do you correct that without becoming fedora guy. a little fedora guy yeah. who knows what the different kinds of fedoras called? Well, actually, and exactly, you're like Stephen Miller, the White House spokesman, who is like a walking well, actually. What a piece of shit that guy. I bet he wears a fedora in his spare time. Anyway, the fedora became the costume and uniform of the shitty internet man. And now I can't wear the, like, one hat that is costs $8 on Canal Street How about, and uh, is in my size. Panama hat. That is exactly Panama, what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah. Like, the, the hat like that that is f- just barely outside of the range. Yeah. Just over yeah. the border isn't That's... quite a fedora. Isn't going to get mistaken for a fedora. You're probably going to get think? people trying to talk to you about Jimmy Buffett. That's fine. <laughs> or I would rather cigars. I would rather have them okay. talk to me about cigars and parrot heading than there's a... talk to me about Gamergate. I forget the name of it, but there is a kind of hat that you make out of a fedora. Is that hat oh, that Jughead, Jughead wears? Hat. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that has a name. What do you mean you make it out you of You, like, fedora? cut up a fucking fedora to make to this make it hat. make like a crown? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a fedora turned inside out with the brim cut into... It's Liar Jim and Riff again. We're just yeah. making shit up about hats. Alternately, we know things about hats. Or, or that. <laughs> Riff is a notorious hat man, is he? It's true. I go... Hat I, man I Crothers, do the, they call uh, him. The tweed uh, newsboy cap. See, if I've tried to find a newsboy that I could pull off, I can't. I want the Panama. Maybe like I'll a even... straw boater? <sighs> There's no reliable place to buy those. And also, they're, also, they're heavy. And you'd have yeah. to wear, you'd have to like have a, like a whole supply of like wheat that you could chew on. <laughs> yeah, and like <laughs> or, American or like flag bow ties. With the, Panama, with, you, with the yeah. Panama hat, all I need is that fucking bowling shirt with the two s- vertical stripes yep. that the old Cuban dudes wear. Yeah, like a guayabera. Is that what it's called? The Guayabaras have the multiple pockets, and they're usually pretty elaborate. The they're pockets like the cargo pants. They have two. Chest. They have breast pockets and guts pockets. Yeah, wow. a lot of pockets. Guts pockets. Yeah. Oh man. Man, As I get fatter, I'm more into that shirt. I want to get like a wardrobe full of those and some of them Panama hats. That was that was really funny. I don't know if that was intentional. <laughs> What? As, you, as you get fatter, you're more into. Oh, that I shirt. am. Yeah, mm. I'm really. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. nice. All right, should we talk about video games? Sure. Mm. It's, it's, this is a record, I think. Oh yeah, fifty-three minutes. minutes. I think Jesus Christ, I can't. I can't see the timer. Ho <laughs> ho! I can't see the timer, on account of Damien's fat bald head. Yeah, I'm obscuring it. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, you play any video games? I played a couple. What uh, were they? Uh, well, uh, I played uh, an actually iOS game called uh my brother ate my pudding yeah oh is that related well, that's to not, uh, is that in the voice of the sister <laughs> it is it, it is, is a new yeah game by my my by hap, game by, by oh, hap. Nice. hap uh and it was delightful it is uh it it's is very much the same, same gameplay idea, as hidden my game by mom slightly different sort of objective you're trying to hide. You are the boy. You are the brother. The yeah. eponymous puddin' eater. Yeah. And uh, you're trying to hide from the sister. Yeah. And your and the mom shows up occasionally from time to time. And the grandpa is there sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. It's very easily startled. You know what I really wish? Oh, this was labeled as an escape room in the yeah. Play Store. I really wish that I could just give them some money and turn off the fucking ads. Yeah. But I can't. Really? Yeah. Yep. I mean, the I, ads has were part of one of the puzzles in the first one, so. You never oh, know yeah. they might do that again. There was one there was one sort of meta puzzle that I thought was really clever. Um, yeah, it was it was good. not meta puzzle in terms of 
combination of other puzzles, but a puzzle that like used the 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 game structure the, the, the as meta narrative. Yeah, hmm. um, I liked the one where you had to hide the guy yourself. Yeah, that was really clever. It was very clever. That's yeah. really good. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty good game by old Hap. Yep. And I just I wish that you could give them some money because boy, what oh, was I... it free? It was totally free, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was. I would have paid a dollar or two for that game. And there's no way to like. I mean, I would basically pay a dollar for whatever game they released from now on yeah. because I mean, a lot of their old games are bad, but yeah. everything everything they've released since Hidden My Game by Mom has been a uh, delightful use of like 45 minutes. I typed into the iOS store search bar. My brother ate my pudding, and it found nothing. And I was like, I'm pretty sure this game exists. And I had to like navigate to it by the developer's yeah. site. And I was like, how the fuck can you not have a literal substring yeah. of the title? This happens on the resolve. Play Store, too. Sometimes I have to go to Google to find a game on the Android Play Store. What it's is weird. wrong with these stores like yeah. how is the search function so bad do you think that there are so <clears throat> many things that it is impossible to index them <laughs> yahoo ran into that problem yeah <laughs> that's true they ran out of room on their hard drive <laughs> yeah and so the internet was not allowed to get any bigger so, so then there was an eventual revolt typing brother pudding into the play store just pops well, it so right that's up. great oh, so, and, and, but on the first game on that list is actually also a fantastic game pudding monsters pudding monsters mm. it's fantastic if you like puzzle games but why is I pudding do. monsters ahead of i don't know my brother ate my pudding it's it's way more popular probably. right but that's not what i want in a fucking text search like i don't want a curated. You want the one with both those words. True. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like. Too. I think it is entirely possible that like Google's algorithm of like this is the most relevant thing to what you search for, even if your terms are not quite right, is probably true a lot of the time. I, I was trying so hard to Google like the most expensive produced music. Okay. And Google really wanted to give me music video, like the most expensive music videos. Because that's what other people have been curious right. about. Right. And I was like, minus video, minus quote video. I, it didn't work until I had I had minus quote music video and minus quote music videos both. Oh, wow. Then it finally gave me what I was looking for. What, what is the most expensive piece of uh, Ironically, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> it was... um. It was uh, Michael Jackson Invincible was the album, and it okay. was something like $30 million. Is that the one wow. where it turns into a Jaguar at the end? But that was because, like... Because <laughs> that because sounds only once. expensive. <laughs> <laughs> that was the music video. Thank you. Yeah, they had, uh, to splice, they had to splice all that Jaguar DNA yeah. into him, and now it's just all gone to and, waste. And it's going <laughs> to fight with all that werewolf DNA he already had. Hilariously, it was the Jaguar part of him that was addicted to Demerol. <laughs> Um, could have escaped was, the whole thing. This was in the context of like I had uh, made the observation on Twitter that um, uh, Terminator 2 had – I looked this up. It had something like $20 million worth of visual effects. But the soundtrack, the score is just a guy jamming on a you know a rompler from the 80s. <laughs> um, Those have come back into style. Yeah. Um, know, I'm thinking of rompers. Sorry. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> What's a rompler? Uh, it's a sampler that only has rom. So you can't record into it. You can it'll only play back samples. I actually think it actually he did use a sampler for that. Not uh, I'm Terminator Two facetious. Yep, it's uh, the score. Uh huh. When I not I, the part like, where the Guns N' Roses plays, but yeah, the, not that. But like the the stuff that's supposed to sound like an orchestra it isn't an orchestra. It's a guy playing string samples mostly. Got it. Um, All I remember is the dun 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 yeah. dun. Yep. Dun, 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 dun. 
Um, and someone asked me, um, and then the barking dogs. What? What? And and someone asked me, what would it be if, it, if they were reversed? And so I was like looking for like, okay, what album uh, cost twenty million dollars to make? Right. So there's like and when it turns Don, out to when be Don Chinese Hurt, democracy. When Don Hertzfeld <laughs> collaborated with with uh, Guns N' Roses, right? <laughs> hmm. What's the most expensive album? What's the most expensive song you ever recorded? Um, by like how much I charged for it or how much <laughs> I spent. Yeah, you had that one I Am Rich song that was $1,000 on iTunes. But somebody, it. somebody just put up a, a book on Amazon. Did you see this? Yeah. How that, to how, make $290,000 selling yeah, books. How I made $290,000. There's one books. copy yeah, available one copy and it costs $290,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's real clever. And the best comment under it was, ugh. Too expensive. I'm going to wait for the $174,000 Kindle version. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that book is real? I guarantee you he will send you something in the mail (laughs) if you give him $290,000 on Amazon. Probably write a generator pretty easily. He's going to send you a huge gilded hardback tome. That when you open it, like all the pages are glued together to, except the middle spreads. So it just opens to the middle and it just says, no refunds <laughs> in inkjet. And it's already like and a picture of melting a, a little from the humidity. <laughs> so it rhymes. Yeah. With his earlier hieroglyphic <laughs> work. <sighs> what else did you play, buddy? Uh, the other game that I played is a, a puzzle game where you play as a dog called Fidel Dungeon Rescue. It's real good. It's, it's on Steam. It's really good. It is, I think, by the guy who has been working on Ernesto for a long time. I don't know. And this is just a game that came out while he's working on Ernesto. Uh, Ernesto was a like a Ludum Dare game from a few years ago okay. that, that Bennett Foddy got all excited about. Uh, this is a sort of a grid-based Oh, man, it's hard to describe, actually. It's kind of reminiscent of that Onion Guys game. Oh, the the Million Onion Hotel? Yeah. What's the, What was that called? Dungeon Cuties or something? What, ah, fuck. I don't remember. Million Onion Hotel? Yeah. Is this is this great? Is that an indie rock record that's Japanese very soulful? Do, yeah, but, yeah. It's very, it's so very, it very bluegrass-tinged. Low-fi, low but you really, like, you just really buy the emotion. That you know? one was, a, what, like, like, a 5 by 5 grid, and you were, like, the idea was to try to visit every space, and you had a character that would level up by killing stuff in your path. Yeah. This one is a larger grid. Dandy Dungeon is Dandy what that was dungeon. called. Uh, this one is a larger grid, uh, randomly generated, where you're... you're pathing around and you attack and kill monsters but you doing so usually lowers your life and so you have a limited number that you can kill before you have to pick up a health kit and then uh there are a bunch of additional stuff and there's a bunch of like really deeply hidden secrets and stuff and they're really hard to actually follow through on it is a hard game in general already it looks really cute and it seems really simple mechanically but it ends up just being very difficult there's also like a real-time component to it that i don't like at all yeah it's <laughs> like if you fuck around like for long enough like a ghost, a ghost comes up. if you accidentally die yeah. like w- just experimentally like seeing what would happen if you went this way then it like basically just lights a fuse at the end of your path and you essentially just have to rush to the exit or it's, Dungeon is basically like that too like 
once you start drawing your path, you've got a time limit on yeah. it. I don't, I didn't like it there either. Yeah. I wonder, yeah, I don't know if there is, if the time limit is move based or, or actual world, real world time based. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could just sit there and you know plan what? out your move. I have come back to a game with a very, very short path and the fuse lit. So. So you like, so it's, it is. I think it is real time. Real time. Okay. But I can't say that for sure. I don't know anything about anything. Man, it's getting hot in here. It is getting hot in here. Should we take a little break and uh, and, and blast that old AC? Sure. Yeah, yeah let's do good. that. My my attitude has always been like the wax is probably supposed to be in there. So like, why why would you remove it? It can get bad. I mean, yeah, like sometimes you'll go to a doctor and they'll be like, you should get rid of that. Do you never uh, shave or? <laughs> yeah, that hair is supposed to be there. Sometimes your I shave. Nails? Your foreskin is supposed to be there, oh, Jim. Yeah. And all of its attendant Mine is. fudge. Yeah. Gross. you guys? Mm. Yeah. Fudge? <laughs> Sorry to hear that. I'm one of the chosen people, Damien. Is that where fudge comes from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Around the corner. Whoa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you play any video games, Jim? Uh, yeah, I've actually been playing Neko Atsume again. Oh, no. Which hmm. is a delight. What's that? Getting ready for the movie? That cat herding <laughs> game that was interesting when it was in Japanese and nobody knew what any of the stuff did. Yeah, Are you still playing you, the Japanese version? Um, you can, I, I, no, but. Is it the one that everyone posts screenshots of where the cats have little buttholes that are X's? Uh-huh. Yes. That's the one. It was like, it was probably like a year ago when it was particularly so. I think it was like two years ago. Two but years like, ago. it was. It's, it's still a bunch of cute cats. It's like, oh, this is a, it's a cute, it's cute. Are there cat. more of them now? Is it the whole cat? Yeah, there's them all? like a Hermione now. Mm. Um, but like a magic cat? With this, like, yeah, it's, she's got a little wizard hat. This yeah. is like, that's actually the biggest problem with the English localization. Oh, no. Like, I, I, I couldn't give a shit, like, because I don't even read the interface anymore. Like, like, I didn't. I never read it when it was in Japanese either, but like, I just fucking push where the button goes. Um, but now, uh, instead of the cat's default names being uh, in Japanese and you change them, now the cat's default names are puns in English and you change them. Hmm. And they didn't do a good job of localizing it, you don't think? I mean, I think they did a good job from somebody's point of view. Hmm. Like, how do you point feel about Hermione? <laughs> uh, I mean, did you guys read Asterix comics when you were little? Oh, yeah, I read those. Yeah. I couldn't... I couldn't believe those were in translation because every single panel had, you know, three different English language puns in it. Yeah. But apparently yeah, that's like, what it was like in French. Right. Yeah. Just, well, I, I remember like uh, my stepdad uh, spoke Spanish and he read them in both English and Spanish. And he, I asked him and he was like, yeah, they they just came up with a different pun that worked I in would, the new language. I would love that job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I would have to speak another. I would have to speak another right. language. Or I mean, I could. Just, I could just have like adjunct. a simpatico. Like me and the version of me who speaks French could probably do it. <laughs> right? But we're probably in this could. sort of moment in tech in our technological evolution, where the robots can probably tell you what the panel means, but they can't construct a good yeah, English they can't language, ex- and they also probably can't explain the wordplay in the original language, yeah. right? You're right. You're just lost without the original pun, aren't you? Like, you can still, like, probably do a decent job. Like, give me the Google Translate version and I'll just write. It may may not be exactly the same story, but I'll write a decent story. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess you could just take the automatic translation and then just make a bunch of jokes. They wouldn't be in the exact same spots. I think but... that's what Asterix was doing because... Yeah, I think so. I mean, how? How well, would you there's... have that density of puns and have them be the same puns? It's impossible. Well, uh, yeah. I guess all you'd need to know is what they were talking about. Yeah, it's just know? it just has to go with the pictures, really. I mean, it would just be like sort of translating every one of Robin's utterances in the Batman and Robin 60s show, right? right? Those are pretty independent, and as long as it has something to do with what just happened and is a pun. As long as it's matching that dude's facial expression, you don't put in, in too many, like, child molestation jokes. You're going to be fine for localized 60s Batman. Yeah, I mean, some are okay, but it's a one an it's episode a sparing sauce. Uh, you, wh- what kinds of things happened in Asterisk and Obelix? Usually, they would repel the Romans. Yeah, were they not? Yeah. Were they never like captured by the Romans? I feel they like were constantly times. getting captured. Yeah, yeah. Were they people barbarians? Village were yeah. they were Gauls? Okay, which were like the toughest Frenchmen, who were I guess maybe this is historical. The uh, last part of. Yeah, I don't think so. France I think this th- is to be like, conquered oh, by Rome. Yeah, I think this is partes. I think this is Frenchmen being something, something, like something, proud something. and wanting to write an alternate history where yeah. part of France wasn't conquered by the Romans. So this is like right. the French Hagar, the horrible. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, it's not funny at all. And they're so tough compared to the Romans that this is, this village is unconquerable. Well, it's because they've got the magic potion. Yeah, is they're cheating. Plus they have that huge dude who fell in the cauldron when he was little. Right. No longer needs potion. He's always strong, but he's always trying to get some. Right, but he can't safely drink it because he's already that strong. It's already too high. Okay, so he's always trying to get some. Does he ever? Does he ever get his... I don't remember. remember. Does he ever get his gall wet? What'd you say? It's ever like explained what would happen to him if he got some. Yeah. He would, oh, he'd have to go to the hospital. He would, he would OD. L'hôpital. Oh, I thought you were saying he's always trying to get some, like, get laid. Oh, no, no. He's trying like, to drink potion. Yeah, okay, there's, so he was dropped no in the cauldron, so he always has the potion effect, yes. and so he's able to focus his energy on just trying to get laid. That right. is what I That is what I was... <laughs> I was not, like, making a joke. I see. Have, I was just having the other half of a different conversation. There it was, was funny ki- because your metaphors made sense in both situations. Yeah, right, because his get his gall wet. Yeah. Was, that was, <laughs> oh! That was, uh, <clears throat> and he's named after a big rock. Asterix was about big enough to be Obelix's cock. <laughs> like if he'd strapped him on like with a sort of a pair of boots near the crotch. Hmm. And like, then Asterix were to stand I like rigidly. Thinking about Obelix's anatomy, like I'm not sure where the dick goes. Yeah, it's pr- <laughs> I, I think of him as being pretty pear-shaped. Yeah. Right, and it'd be pretty low to the ground. Uh, so he would have to, if he had a dick the size of Asterix, mm. it would, he would have to only travel right. along ditches. <laughs> right. Yeah, because where do you put the or, dick on a bowling pin? If he didn't, if he didn't, he would make one, he would leave one behind as he traveled along. Or if he were constantly aroused. And I, just, I usually oh, put my yeah. dick on the top of a bowling pin. <laughs> It's because otherwise there's too much danger of it getting smashed in between two pins, <laughs> right. which is like, I mean, it's kind of fun, but like <laughs> once briefly, once a, once a night, you know, yeah, paint that red stripe around it. And... Jim, what else have you been playing? Uh, I played a game called calculator the game. <laughs> Are you um, sure that's not just a calculator? Um, I'm not sure anymore because when I tried to find it in the Play Store again, all I found were calculators. Um, was this a fever dream? 
Maybe. Okay. I, I remember it being a game where you are presented with a subset of calculator buttons. It's a and game you're trying where you can to... punch in some nu- some numbers and make it spell boobs. <laughs> you're you're trying to reach a certain integer value using like a, a certain number of oh, button presses. Oh, that's cool. That is fun. Um, and like I enjoyed it for like you know 15 minutes until they started giving you puzzles. They added a a button that was not like intuitive arithmetic. It was a button that was like divide by 10 and round to the nearest integer so it's like a uh drop the bottom digit uh, mm. off of the butt and like suddenly it didn't seem like i was solving math problems anymore it felt like i was just like well i need to do this in four button presses so i'll try all four possible right because once once you just start making up operations this could literally just be anything this right. could just be an order of operations programming puzzle but it's a puzzle, right? So it, right. Like, it hasn't fundamentally changed. You're just really used to addition and multiplication and stuff. But it wouldn't be. It's, I mean, it's but, not calculator the game anymore if you're not doing stuff on a calculator, man. Could, but that, I mean, like, that, like that's what if it's suddenly thing, like colors? If, like, then it's just like, oh, this is a different game now. Like, if I'm accustomed to thinking about certain things and uh, that's what the game has been about so far and now it's suddenly about this other thing to the extent that, like, uh, not only is this a, a very different thing from what I was originally doing, but also it's way easier to just guess. Have you never had a button that was delete on a calculator? Uh, you can't delete numbers from the results. Only from you? input. Uh, on certain calculators. You can. With a certain no, combination of key really? presses, you can. Like if you have a 95 and you want to divide by 10 and round down, there you can just some... do press minus 5 equals. Okay. All right. There are some fancy calculators. If I were making calculator the game, the hardest puzzle would involve covering most of the solar cell with your thumb until it glitched <laughs> down to the point where the, <laughs> the memory register was ruined and if I remember it, there was a solar cell. Like, let me let me let me pull this up here because I remember there being a solar cell joke in this game, and I'm checking right now. Calculator the game. All right, it's not it's not it's not a fake thing. I really read it right, and there's music, and just like a regular calculator. Uh-huh. <laughs> and when I cover the solar cell, it, uh, the screen fades out. That's nice. pretty clever. So yeah, it worked. It did it did a thing. <sighs> someday I'll have an original thought. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't hold your breath. Sell it to Sony for a million dollars. <laughs> so that was that was pretty cool. Um, and I played uh, I played a game called what, what, City Skater Rule the Skate Park. Okay. Which is a um, part of a, a series of games um, that are coded feminine for like eleven year old girls. Um. Can you say, say that last phrase again? Coded feminine for like eleven-year-old girls. What does it mean to be coded feminine? Uh, meaning, um, it in in this case, it there it 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 has a bunch of features or thematic aspects that you would stereotypically associate with young girls. Okay, it's a game that all the design is girlified. With the idea, well, just you assume it's a game that assumes that the player is female, and but also is really into girly stuff. I see. Boys or girls might be into girly stuff, but more reliably, girls. Yes. Yeah. Will Um, gravitate towards that stuff, and also this is whether by training or natural inclination. Also, this is the sort of stuff that like boys would stereotypically like not want to be seen around. Okay. For the same reasons. Right. Like their dads. (laughs) <laughs> for the same reasons. Um, and this is a game where um, 
you uh, in the skating part of the game, you choose a bunch of tricks to do. You like lay out your route around the skate park, and and then you hit play, and it does the tricks. Um, and like some of the tricks are locked behind. You have to watch an ad to see to do this trick. Okay. And some of the tricks are locked behind. You have to like buy the full version of the game to to do this trick. Um, and then like when you hit play, it tells you um, it shows you your 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 sequence of events. And then it says, while we're waiting for the results, why don't you vote on this other person's uh, trick routine? And I don't know if this is actually what's happening, but actually I think it's really neat that um, if, if the, my interpretation is that the game isn't judging how good a skater you are the, or like how good your routine is, the game is actually asking other players to rate your routine. Um, and... Uh, if if so, I think that's a a really cool way to like um, bring uh, aesthetic decision making meaningfully into the gameplay. Um, and if not, it's I don't know. Then then it's just like it pretends to be cool. It's Wait. weird because it seems like if there were any stakes, like a meta around just everyone voting everything the highest all the time would emerge very, very quickly or trolling. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I just voted everything highest because like, Oh yeah, I want this person to feel good. Okay. So that's what I did. What if they were playing to lose? And what, or what if they were a robot? What if there wasn't actually anybody else playing? Yeah. That's what you're worried about, that it's simulating other players well, rating I, you, but I it's just not don't, really. I just don't know. Like I, it's I'm like trying to, if, it's doing random, it's genetic algorithming things to to build its neural network for doing the actual ratings mm. in the real game, right? That will come out later, right? Um, what about what was that game where you interacted with the next player who played the game? Broken picture telephone? No, or just telephone? The, There's the, a broken the, 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 the one would, with the, like, cave? Went to the cave. Yeah, Morai or Morai. Yeah, Morai. Yeah. Yeah, so right. They work? had to shut it down. It you 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 didn't know that you were you didn't know this player. until after the game was over. But you, it's like a real Doom fidelity, like first person game where mm-hmm. you're going around and talking to some people in a village, and then you go into a cave and a murderer is on the way out of the cave, and yeah. you decide whether to kill them or not, and you say something to them. There's like a conversation tree where you can ask them questions, but then you you do stuff in the cave, and then you, you do come stuff out. in the cave and come back out, and then it turns out that that like was it, you replay the one wooden in box was... with a button on it. Twilight Zone episode, yes. or whatever. Yes, yeah, you replay the, the scenario from the other. We can spoil this because you can't play it anymore. Yeah, they, they had to shut it down because the it was they couldn't keep the server secure. Right, so uh, it was so like you, it was a free game, and they never made any money off of it, uh, and it was costing them money and time to mm-hmm. to maintain an online service, so they just quit. Yeah. And so, like, you replay the scenario from the other side where you actually type in the answers to the possible dialogue tree Hmm. questions. And then, like, a day later, you get the results in an email, like whether this (laughs) dude decided to kill you or not, (laughs) which is really neat. It got kind of spoiled for me because on the way out, the guy said, just kill me, faggot. Yeah. Like, this is weird. I'm pretty sure the authors of this game did not write this, or yeah. the yeah, people that, was... that recommended this game to me would definitely have not recommended it to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, okay. I, I got I gotcha. Interesting. Machine learning will govern everything. Most online interactions. And eventually are... most real-world interactions. That's good. I'm really glad that my inherently racist traits are just getting uh, getting systematized. Yeah. 
It's, it's really it's a real signal booster for for me, the the white guy. Sure. Those algorithms. Yeah. But that's going to be the first thing censored, of course, is like people abusing each other in sure. racist terms and other hateful language, right? So that you can trust your 12-year-old to go play a random video game where you're actually able to type communications with psychotic adults in faraway places, right? That's and good. I mean, I'm assuming that as a parent, you're always hoping that your child will be kidnapped by, <laughs> uh, by some predator from another country so that you won't have to feed them anymore. But that's another concern that'll be addressed right away. And so these like moderators that are very carefully watching these exchanges won't let you make plans to pick the kid up in a van after school. But it you won't be like a person well, watching this interaction. Well. It'll be a, an AI, right? Isn't that what'll happen? Isn't that? But then, I mean, people will write their own their, their own combat AIs to 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 specific, you know, like the machine generated camouflage that stops facial recognition algorithms from working, right? Right. Like the sunglasses that have the weird pixel splotch on them that nobody knows why it breaks the algorithms, but it does. So you'll type. I'll pick you up after school in the dingy white van with no <laughs> license plates on it. And the, a the AI would never accept that. So your AI translates that into... Yeah, something that the kid the will understand. The wonderful candy party occurs promptly at Sparkle Pony o'clock. And then that gets through the game's moderator AI and gets right, over to the kid's yeah. screen. Yeah, and then the kid, because the parent has programmed the kid's AI to try to get them abducted, <laughs> it translates back into the specific details. To your mom, Mrs. Freighter Holder, specifically said it's okay for you to wait around yeah, for yeah. the van. So this, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. The end message becomes much more similar to the input just message. wait on the corner for any van to come by and then get into it. <laughs> oh, it's really it's much more race, efficient. Though. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's how you know, that's if, how travel used to work. I mean, what really, what is hitchhiking van... if not waiting for the next creepy van to come along and getting into it? No questions asked. <laughs> and, and also, what if the guy in the van really is missing a puppy and you need to help? I know. What about his fucking poor puppy? Yeah. What about how there was a candy surplus at the candy factory yeah. and somebody's got to eat all the candy? I mean, that's a real problem for the local economy. Well, you know, Ben and Jerry's, they had, uh, they had overstock. It was like a dollar per pint. You could go. You could go there and then just drive around all of Vermont, just picking up children, being like, "We got to eat this Ben and Jerry's before it melts." Your state depends on Your it. State depends on it. And really, secretly, you're not even a child molester. You're just uh, you work for an insulin manufacturer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, you're just building up customers of tomorrow. How deep does this go? Uh, Damien, did you play any video games since the last time you were on this podcast? I bet you have. <laughs> How long has it been? Do you know? A couple of years. Seven years? A couple of years. A couple of years. Time was, flies. You typically, you I don't remember KOL if you've been on video show. games, hot dog, yeah. ever, actually. Maybe never. Yeah. You've, you, I've been we, on your KOL, KOL show a few times, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know do that. you don't do that much anymore. You haven't sad. podcasted with me. No, never so. before. It's been several years. Um, well, let's just look at the last couple months. Okay. I've been playing three games excessively in that time. Uh, I guess the briefest of those was Mafia 3 was on sale on Steam, and I grabbed it, and I installed it, and I just played it straight through. It took a few days. I've um, heard good things about it, but... I played the other two Mafia games, and I thought this one was better. It. Do you generally like the new GTA games? Like, are you a person who can yeah. indiscriminately run people over if they look like real uh, people? Um, 
In GTA Land, yeah. Although I, I tell you, I don't take the kind of pleasure in it that I do from like trying to hit as many zombies as I can in Dead Rising Three. Okay, right? Like that's gleeful for me. Like, woo, the body parts are flying. Like every time I kill a pedestrian in GTA, I'm like, fuck, I gotta work on my driving. Skills. I gotta work on my Tokyo Drift because <laughs> I just wiped out a bunch of shoppers. That's not right. But, like, if I'm fighting the cops in that game, I immediately get into, like, you know, third stringer in a Tarantino movie mindset right, where because, all collateral damage cops aren't shouldn't have been in my yeah, yeah, way. Yeah, you're definitely yeah. in, the, in the, the Tarantino, but did you kill any real people? No, just a couple of cops. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I do I do enter the, the, uh, the GTA mindset, but I do not, I was already, by the time GTA came out, too old for the, like thing where you watch teens having bad morals where they're like dude did you know you could have sex with a prostitute and then kill her and take your money back that's the greatest thing I've ever heard of that's all I do when I load this game I've met teenagers who have said that huh. to each other in front of me and I, I, it grossed me out and I might have I might have even I might have they lectured gave them. you money to have sex with them, but you had the last laugh because you killed them. You killed them before they with had a, a chance baseball to... bat, which took longer. Yeah, no, that always that seems gross to me. But I'll tell you one Wait, of the, the things it took longer than to kill them with the diseases that you had already given them. <laughs> <laughs> with the uh, the extremely bad drinking water in Liberty City, just killing all of us. Anyway. The existence of the the availability of really bad morals in a video game makes it m kind of more interesting to me because you always feel like you are doing it, it's a little easier to kind of role play, sure, you know, in the back of your head if there is a range of behavior available to you that you know you have no interest in doing. It makes the f game feel more vast. Um. Of all those GTA games, the one I really loved was Red Dead Redemption. That game's great. Um, but anyway, Mafia 3. Mafia 3 is a game about, like, the civil rights movement. Sort of. And yeah. I thought that was interesting, because the games shy to, away from that shit. Listening to Austin Walker talk about Mafia 3, like, I didn't play that game, but I listened to probably, like, three or four Waypoint episodes that go into it in depth. It made the game sound very woke. Yes. <laughs> It's 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 woke at the like video game level where everything's like sure. fairly surface, but it definitely had like serious acting performances in it, hampered only slightly by real uncanny valley facial animation. Mm. Um, but in general, I thought it was just really good as those as those GTA like games go, particularly in the Mafia series. It was like what fun. Do you, what do you like about them? The doing the missions, building yeah. up like open businesses. I like the I like the missions. I like the variety of missions. I like the way the town is rendered. It looked a lot like different parts of New Orleans, and it was, that was awesome. I like I liked the fighting, even though I know almost everybody who's supposed to have good taste in video games is over cover based shooting. But this was only sort of two thirds cover based. The shooting. And it was really quite wide open. It wasn't like the step through cover based shit that you find in like your your Gears of War, for example. Um, How do you pluralize Gears of War? Your Gearses of War? Yes, that's precisely the way to say that. And the radio was good. Uh, that's okay. that was the best part of like G GTA Vice City too. Mm. 
For a while, the radio was good. Every one of those games where there's a live radio in the cars that you steal and drive around has the same problem where they only have 30 hours of yeah. radio. And once you've heard all of it twice, you're and like, that definitely oh. sounds like a lot and is real expensive to make that much of. You know, I bet it's not 30 hours on this thing. I bet it's like, I bet it's three hours because there's three radio stations and there's probably an hour on each of them. I remember that the Vice City soundtrack was, was like 15 CD set. Wow. or something and that didn't have the talk radio on it right. i thought it did thought, oh did it i thought so uh, that's I, a that's I, a lot yeah I, I remember vice city have something like eight hours of music in it oh the, eight uh, hours of radio the gtas you run into the song you've heard 50 times way less well, often right but this because some of these others 15 stations yeah, right yeah. so there aren't that many songs on each station in this one there's three stations and by the end of it there were songs that i used to love that i was immediately turning the radio off when it came on. But only one out of all these songs from the snapshot of 1968 um, that I realized is fucking terrible song. Eve of Destruction by whoever that's by. It is this like fakey Bob Dylan pastiche like turned into... Oh God, it's... And I think the, I thought it was a Bob Dylan song. Right, that's what I think their aim was. Kind of like the way Stone Temple Pilots came to exist because Pearl Jam refused to make music videos. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was something along those lines. Anyway, it is the it, it is as though someone who like heard about Bob Dylan songs wrote a Bob Dylan song. It's like the most sort of surfacey cheeseball summary of it's like a we didn't light the fire level of cheesiness. Mm. <laughs> and it's like a summary of everything that's wrong in 1968. Many of, many of those things are wrong now, currently, which made it all the more irritating to listen to some 28 year old in 1968, like doing a bad job communicating that to the youth. That song was a big hit, I think. Or maybe back then, even back then, they were like, oh my God, this fuck is. Well, it depends. <laughs> Probably the people like you back then. <laughs> Snotty pieces of Besties. shit like me. Yeah. Even then. Anyway. What did I've, they like then? I don't know. Bands we haven't heard of anymore. There was, um, the Soul Station had all this great shit. The, the original Otis Redding version of uh, Light Your Candle, Light My Candle, which you may probably remember from the Black Eyed Crows version, which was super popular. The Black Eyed we Crows. Black, Black Eyed Black Eyed Crows. Black Crows. The Black Crows. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I the just mama, conflated I'm sure them. hard to handle now. Yes Around. That's the one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that was not originally That's the Black Eyed Crows. Otis Redding Crows. The... Who's beating up Crows? Yeah. The Black Eyed Crows. Hmm. That would the, that would be a super group, yeah, waiting to happen. Yeah, I've uh, the Black Crows were like '80s, right? I think so. I, I bet they're I still seeing, playing. I remember seeing videos festivals. on MTV like when I first got MTV. Yeah. Like there was some Black Crows song that was big. She talks to angels. That cover of "Light My Light Your Candle," light light your candle, light your candle. Anyway, so I played Mafia Three all the way through. To my credit, I did not hundred percent it. Which, if I'm really loving one of those games, I will sit and f keep playing it after I run out of missions. But I didn't do that. And the other one I played, maybe embarrassingly, 300 hours of. Wow. Uh, Factorio. Mm -hmm. I developed a real Factorio problem about two months ago. I bounced off of that. I don't know if Kevin ever. Nope. I also bounced off of it. Yeah. I just was not. I was not into it. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't was. feeling it at all. We did that as a assignment, right? Yeah. Did we? Yeah. I think uh, so. Like, I, I had. I, 
Was I, that the I one that wrong. I got pissed off at because it had monsters that were killing yep. me while I and was that's, trying I to... I think that's the reason we all stopped playing, yeah. because, yeah. like, I remember, like, going through the tutorial, and, like, I lost the tutorial because I couldn't figure out the button to get my gun out fast enough. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I downloaded it maybe t- a couple years ago because I was playing uh, Factory Idol, which is a oh, browser yeah. game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got to find like other games like this. And I, so I you know, looked that up and found Factorio and downloaded it, immediately thought it was terrible, and got a Steam refund. Wow. My mm. only Steam refund. And then I was looking up games similar to Factory Idol again a couple months ago, and I saw that again. I downloaded it again, booted it. I'm like... Fuck! This is that game I hated and <laughs> refunded because the graphics were so like kind of go- ugly and yeah, and the monsters real, come like, too fast. It was a real like 1996 ass yeah. PC game looking thing. Yeah, and I hate, it's all sprites. I and you zoom in, they're a little kind of. I mean, I like fuzzy. sprites. I just like the sprites to be so, way chunkier. So is, it, is it better now or? Okay, no, I don't think so. But <laughs> I I was like, fuck! I can't refund this game again. Steam is going to put me on the retarded asshole list but they probably give you your money back anyway like oh, i'm sure that it's like the that robots in charge of giving you your money back right, right? but i'm like okay but i can't do that i have to get my 17 dollars out of this game so i sit there and determinedly play through the t- three tutorial levels and then it's too late i'm like hooked i'm like okay wait a minute i just gotta figure out how to optimize this gameplay rule set and then i'll See, put it away i thought factory idol was so much better than factorio I agree. It's it's uh it's more constrained and more like a puzzle. There is more of that just like, ah, now I'm just going to leave this overnight so that I can afford the next thing, which <laughs> is not interesting at all. Like I do wish I do wish that there were more just puzzles in that. Then he made that game. That guy, the Factory Idol guy made a game that was just puzzle levels of Factory Idol. He did. I but just he saw stripped that. all the theming out of it and mm, just it just... made it so boring. It's, yeah. it's, it's weird how how dissatisfying that was given what I thought I wanted. Yeah. Like, I didn't even go through all the puzzles. It just yeah, I mean either. It just stripped everything that was good about Factory Idol away. Anyway, once you open enough shit in Factorio, it becomes really kind of complex and difficult. Um, and this huge like optimization task that's interesting. And you get enough resources together that part of your task at all times is maintaining a perimeter around places where important things are happening so that these monsters who are constantly trying to destroy the edges of your thing can't. And they they are always leveling up based on how much pollution you've ever created, um, how much time has gone by, and how many of their nests you've destroyed. So they're constantly getting stronger. You're constantly leveling up, but you don't have the resources to level everything up. So you're choosing your upgrade paths through your weaponry. You're like, and here's the big problem, it turned out for me, is that everything is procedurally generated and the monsters get stronger and the resources get richer the farther you are away from your original spawn point. So there's this huge incentive to, to build to this sprawl. like expeditionary line out through the wilderness that's just barely defended that goes like ventures farther and farther and farther away until you're hitting the like hundred million uh hundred million whatever the unit is, you know, iron deposits and et cetera, et cetera. And then you're like, oh wait a minute, if I just moved everything up here, like 15 minute 
train ride from my origin, then I'd be surrounded by these wonderful. And then you start working on that project. And then you're like, oh, well, if I'm going to do that, then I should stop, you know, moving anything around. Well, I should stop moving big quantities of manufactured stuff around with the, with the little drones and just set up a, like a train resource flow within the main base. And then you start working on that project. Anyway, it is a, literally unending optimization project that tickled a part of my brain that made me want to sit and just keep fucking doing it. Like most video games that I get obsessed with, the key feature was that it takes the pain away. So like <laughs> all the suffering that I just would sit around doing all day is momentarily... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just shuts up the voice in your head. All the way out of mind because yeah. I'm playing the game and that's the thing I'm doing right now and I'll worry about whatever later. And so that's really, it's exactly like all other video games in that sense, but it, it successfully does the thing that I need video games to do, which is that. And so I did that for a long time. And then as just always happens with any game I've played for 300 hours like that or fucking Fallout 4 or whatever, I just woke up one day and like had no urge to load it. So I stopped mm -hmm. loading it. But that's probably sometimes those creep back. Definitely for the best. That thing was draining yeah. my time and energy. The third game I played recently was West of Loathing, but mm -hmm. I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about that. I mean, don't spoil any plot points or anything, but you're welcome to you're welcome to share your feedback. My with us. review is thumbs up. <laughs> it is. I I'm mean, not just you, saying that, you, but you would say that. You would just be polite to us. I could be less enthusiastically polite than that. Try me. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed it. Realms? You, you played it more than I liked it better than Word Realms and I liked Word Realms I had fun playing Word Realms like I feel like of our beta testers you were in the top 10% in terms of the amount of feedback and like number of hours played yeah, number of hours played in depth, so depth at least it shuts up the it shuts up the demons yeah right? <laughs> so it quiets the, um, the monologue it's not it doesn't like drown everything out the same way and part of that was because I was constantly flipping back to the desktop to screenshot something and send you right. a bug report, <laughs> which is like, it and once you've done that, then you see what, you know, what Trump has taken a shit in on Twitter. And then you're <laughs> right. like, very distracting. But it was really fun to play. I thought it was an excellent length for this, for one of these games that sort of straddles the realm between expensive games and casual games i thought it was um i thought it had a a really perfect amount of stuff from kol that was familiar and then stuff that felt new and interesting it was a great That's mix great. of those two things both of which are, i wanted we are way too close to it to have any sense of that i'm sure and then just aesthetically it's great it's like that's what it should look like to 3d eyes to like 2.5 DIs, the your stick figure art, and everything felt very like true to the KOL aesthetic. Well, good. In a whole new setting, it's perfect. Still genre fiction, but a new genre. It's great, awesome. I'm still mad I couldn't figure out the fourth uh, Fort Warhammer puzzle. Yeah. Warhammer puzzle. <laughs> There's all those little kids playing Civil Warhammer. Oh, I couldn't either. Really? Civil Warhammer. Jesus. So, did so we, was that not your joke? Oh did gosh. we write that? 
I don't think so. Is that That's not the bright. joke? I thought that was what the joke was. No, God. Oh, so good. Well, you're still in beta. You can put that in. Yeah, no. That was... It sounds like you already did. Holy <laughs> shit. Because um, uh, it's not really about the Civil War, though. Oh, they're right? not doing Civil it's, War reenactment? No, well, they're reenacting, kind of. they're reenacting like cow battles but they're all the, wearing like civil war i thought they were yeah. supposed to be civil well, war because they were the army right like everything the army, in the west is like immediately post-civil post, war post-civil so. post i mean in the story the post post-civil war the the army sort of got chased out of the west by the by the cows uh-huh. um and this is reenactments of reenactments of those battles. I yeah, because you I can't completely removed American genocide and race considerations yes. from the game that the cow conflict was standing in for the Civil War. <sighs> no, the Civil War. Yeah, so, I mean, I think we have off-screen racism. We just don't have any on-screen <laughs> racism uh-huh. because there's no, I mean, the Civil War could have been about something else. Right. In this about fiction. demonic cows coming and <laughs> racism exists between keyboard and chair. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The old uh, Rebcack. Uh, Johnny Rebcack, they call me. <laughs> uh, God, Civil Warhammer. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I also couldn't. Kevin designed Listeners, those. You're witnessing game Kevin designed those right encounters, now. and I also could not. I can't beat the fourth one. I am annoyed. Fourth I was really hard. annoyed because the first thing I tried to do, I read wrong on the first two tries that I had 15 hit points instead of 10. Mm. And I'm like, this, this is buggy. He took nine hit points. I mean, he took he took fourteen hit points off me on that third hit, and I died. That's not right. I wrote Kevin very angry. I was stoned at the time. <laughs> wrote Kevin this very angry bug report about it. Tried it again. Wrote him another one. Yep, exactly the same. <laughs> then I tried it again and read more carefully, mm. and I only had the ten mm. hit points. Then I tried it thirty, forty more times, and I wow. could not figure it out. Yeah, tried everything I feel I like I tried everything too, and it's, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I we need to, a, I think we need to add like it. three more in between yes, that and I, the next lower difficulty. I think that is, and I would love that because that was my favorite combat. That is the best the com- That's the best combat in the game because it's entirely outside of the rest of it. Like that is what all the combat in the game was supposed to be was this little mini game kind mm-hmm. of thing. But once we started letting people level up and make choices about their characters, it became impossible to balance anything. That's the problem. Like, and it, that's the problem with a lot of RPGs yeah. is that my approach to every combat becomes take my most kind of take the the combat strategy where I've poured most of my upgrade points yeah. because that's super reliable and everything else isn't. Yeah, we've learned a lot from that, I think. Was R- Riff, were you scoffing at uh, the idea that we've learned anything? <laughs> nope, nope. But I also don't think you want the entire game to be like a, a mini game fights. fight yeah. that's just a puzzle and not, no. and that not, you can never come back to a fight later and stomp their asses because you've leveled up, right? No, that part's like, nice, of course. Um, but we'll split the difference in the next game. I couldn't figure I gave you a list of things I couldn't figure out by the time I was done. A lot of it was stuff that I had signed. Yeah, so. a lot of yeah. a lot of Kevin's a lot of Kevin's puzzles they they they're too hard out the gate. Uh-huh. Sorry. I mean, Kevin is accustomed to designing puzzles for KOL that are very much in the periphery of things, uh-huh. right? And and very optional. And so are these, but they don't feel as optional in The ones that are peripheral are actually game. really easy and the ones that feel like they're standing in the way of progression are actually pretty hard and it's so I did it exactly wrong. It took me forever to realized that I that nothing was standing in the way of me finishing That's, the game because I didn't realize you could walk right from where you start in the third town. <laughs> it's like there must be one of these and must I gotta figure yeah. out El Vibrato or I'm never gonna finish this game. We uh we have added a ton of 
people pointing you really, really hard to those at the, after after a bunch of feedback like that. So hopefully that'll be got it. Be better. The other thing that frustrated what, what me. What town can you not Frisco? In Frisco. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Um, spoiler. The other um, <laughs> other thing I couldn't figure out was that grave with all the, with the twenty four daughters and grandchildren. Yeah, that's daughters awesome. and that's granddaughters. Another, that's another one of his. And I made like this big Excel spreadsheet to figure it out, and I still yeah. somehow so couldn't the get thing it right. That a lot of people forget is like, so here's here's a clue. Uh, uh, how old were you at the beginning of this year? At the beginning of this year, yes. Uh, I was 43 as I am now. And how old will you be at the end of this year? 44. Okay. So when a, when a tombstone has born and a death date, how old was the person when they died? Sounds complicated. It depends on whether it's before or after the yeah, birthday. Because it didn't right? have their birthdays it just, it on just, it. It just has the years. Because it doesn't have their birthdays on it, I just assumed everyone was born on the first. That's but not, that's, that's not, not right. You had to decide that that wasn't right. This puzzle sounds really hard and boring. <laughs> I, was, to I, our felt that, I felt that my <laughs> assumption in that case was particularly supported by her saying that she died at 95 and then her tombstone sitting right there saying she was born in zero and died in 95. I thought, oh, well, that's just telling me, like, ignore this, what's your actual birthday Or is it lying? Classic Kevin lie. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) So, in other words, I needed to include in the available set people who were one year inside and outside of her stated range. Yep. Fine. Yeah. Well. Riff is is whooshing. Yeah, Riff, why are you making such noises? I'm I'm not making any noises. (laughs) Huh. Well, now you're making robot noises by trying to speak. Oh, no. Have you played any video games? This this will uh, get the robot out of you. Have we talked about Crawl? Crawl? Crawl. K-R-A-W-L. Is, is, is that the prophetic 80s sci-fi fantasy that prefigured the popularity of fidget spinners? <laughs> no. Thank you. The, the, I'll be here all week. The, this is this is spelled C-R-A-W-L, like the, like the oh. standard verb. Isn't this uh, four-player asymmetric? Yes. Sort of co-op uh, antagonistic game? Mm-hmm. Looks like Super Brothers. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Jesus, Riff. What? It sounds like it sounds <laughs> like you've hired a, a skyscraper under construction to sneeze into your mic over and over again. <laughs> well, I've done nothing different, so it's not my fault. I'm, I'm really curious whether this is going to come up on the podcast itself. I, I don't think so. If, he, if, if he's confident he's not making noise, I don't think he's making noise. Um, yeah, how does... Yeah, okay, so get, for, for the benefit of me, someone who's played this game and has no fucking idea what's going on, what the fuck is going on in this game? Riff? Crawl? So, crawl. Can, I, can we back up for a second? Are you just playing it solo, Riff? Uh, no, I went to a friend's birthday party. Okay. All right. That makes a lot more sense. Um. So... You're, the game takes place in a standard fantasy-type dungeon, and one of the players is human, and the other three players are ghosts. And I'm not re- entirely sure what the ultimate goal for the human... I mean, the ultimate goal for the human is escape. I'm not sure how to do that, because none of us were successful in doing it, but... um the 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 human is running around in this dungeon from from room to room. The ghosts are trying to kill the human, and the way they do that is each room has various objects in it, 
that the ghost can possess. Uh, and it might be something shitty, like if you possess a chair, then you get a little targeting arrow, and then when the human runs past, you can click your button, and, and the chair is thrown at the human, and you probably miss. But sometimes there's really good items you can possess, like turrets, or things that shoot saw blades out, and things like that. And sometimes there are pentagrams on the floor that, that a ghost can... Uh, can possess and spawn a monster that 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 player then controls, and uh, who whichever ghost manages to kill the human player, they then become the new human player, and they're running around while while the the ex human is now a ghost. And uh, so it's just kind of like tag. Yeah, kinda. It, it's well, it's basically tag. And, I'm looking and at then, the screenshots, and they're incredible. Yeah, yeah, this looks great. It's it it was pretty fun. It's super chaotic. It it really really suffers from the problem of of it being too easy to lose track of which moving thing on the screen is you. Mm. But uh, but yeah, it's really interesting. And and whenever the whenever the human gets experience points and levels up, all the ghosts get anger or spite or, or some word like that that I forget what it was and then you use that to uh, to level up the monsters that you might possess and so by the end of by the end of a campaign you're turning into like all these crazy Cthuloid things and and all kinds of shit and there's like like the the I guess the goal is the uh, the human player has to get to at least level 10 and find there's like a room with like standing stones and they can use that to teleport to a boss encounter. And I, I gather that there is more than one possible boss, but the one that we kept seeing was this thing where there was like a cultist who, who prays to this uh, big stone head and then the... the arms and legs like bust out of the ground like where they would be if that giant stone head was actually a partially buried statue and then the ghosts are possessing these arms and legs to try and destroy the human while the human is trying to kill the cultist and uh, but yeah none none of uh, none of us were ever able to successfully kill the boss because all the rest of us were always too good at creaming the human so we we I'm not sure how that uh, ultimately resolves, but it was it was pretty fun. It's a real chaotic good time. Is it only like same screen co-op? I don't know. I think it's just couch co-op. We, we yeah, we were playing at couch co-op. I don't know what the options are for that. Uh, it does have. I think that would be it, tough to write net code for. Yeah. It does have bots available, so if you don't have enough players, you can throw a bot in the mix. Anything else? Um, nothing particularly new. I started uh, playing um, Order of Ecclesia again, because I couldn't remember if I thought it was better than Symphony of the Night or not. Was this to, to test the veracity of your top five games list? Yeah, exactly. Before that, got milkshake ducked. Hey, remember yeah. how? <laughs> remember how it's fine to just say what your top five video games are, and if it has somebody else's name attached to it that you've never met before, that's also probably fine, even if that person's a butthole. Yeah, yeah, I remember. That. <sighs> oh, is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you mean the person 
causing everyone on my feed to say their top five video games is yeah. a butthole. If you look back through that guy's Twitter feed, he said some sexist shit once a couple years ago. So now everybody's like, well, you got to immediately delete that tweet or you by association are an asshole. It's Milkshake Duck. Yeah. Everyone understands that Milkshake Duck is part of internet. I so to If me, you're an elected official, you got to look through that shit before you retweet Nazis unless you're doing it on purpose, which they are. But... <laughs> The rest of us, like, are not expected to comb timelines, are yeah, we? No, I feel like we've got I, lives. Yeah, I kind of feel like the point of the of the parable of the milkshake duck is that <laughs> there's a lot of skeletons in a lot of closets, and it's just fucking exhausting to vet every single thing that you, like, perform zero effort associative acts with, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like I, jumping on a hashtag twain. Right, twain. right. Yeah, like uh, if that's, that's, what, that's how Melchick yeah, does hashtag Twain is uh, the hashtag. Huckleberry I'm on Finn, the hashtag Twain rules. Like if I'm quote tweeting this guy to talk about my favorite games, that isn't like an endorsement of him as a person. If you're quote tweeting something he says and saying this guy knows what he's talking about, well, yes, I would not. I would not type that into internet without checking who that guy was. <laughs> yeah, just because I know. Right. But also, I wouldn't be that mad when some people don't do that because most people aren't as smart as I am (laughs) or as savvy. You also after. So after you found out, would you feel the need to go back and delete the tweet? Depends. Was his objectionable tweet? Gosh, white supremacy is great. Or was it something less egregious? Uh, I mean, I think it was like. Uh, trans skepticism, I guess, Mm. if I had to, if I had to describe as a political stance, the crack that was in question. Um, you know, unless he followed up his objectionable comment with, and I am going to trick people into legitimizing me by making them engage me on a, on an extremely inoffensive topic like picking favorite video games, watch me go. Like, that might make me delete my. If you had to go to a desert island and only take five games with you, which games would they be? And then everybody quotes it, and then he's like, also, no blacks allowed on the island. (laughs) You're like, fuck! This is why I'm. got us! This is why I'm glad you can't edit tweets, because all everything I'd ever replied to would be also no black people on the island. Every time I see a smart person wishing that you could edit tweets, I think, no, no, (laughs) man, if you had. If you had ever managed an online database where people got to say stuff, you would not want this feature. Right. What if you could edit tweets for a minute? So if you could, you like, could edit tweets, and Twitter yelled at you if you'd replied to it. If and you said, could this edit tweets, as long as no one had retweeted or quoted them. There we go. Right. Yeah. Uh, that would make people sense. would make bots that and immediately retweet and quote it. This was. Yeah. I suppose you're right. Like a. I don't you lose nothing by deleting and retweeting if it's within a minute, right? That's the that's the thing. You lose the other minute it takes to go to your stupid Facebook where that shit cross posts you, you and lose, delete that. Right, sure. Well, don't ever turn any of that shit on. God, fucking Advice Hot Dog tweeted a <laughs> doodle jump high score today of zero, zero points, <laughs> which I believe is probably a little Cora. Uh, Picking up Roy's phone and playing a game with some oh my God, Twitter that's, integration that's on so it. That's so good. I deleted it just because I didn't no, you know. Why? That's it's, hilarious. It's, the, sto- the story can live on. The tweet. Yeah. The tweet 
Did you screenshot it first? Somebody else did. I saw okay. it in a screenshot. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, it's, it's a high score of zero. Why does that even post a tweet? It's hilarious. That's <laughs> uh, pretty good. I went to California Extreme on Saturday. Oh, yeah. And it was there was almost nothing new there. That's like I, that's why I didn't go this year. Yeah, the, I, it like, had I been a just, few years since I went, and I thought maybe. What is maybe. California Extreme? To our oh, California Extreme. Yeah. It's like ZapCon, but in California and <laughs> less cool. Uh, it is an arcade and pinball convention that takes place down down the peninsula in a in a hotel ballroom thing, uh, and there. Sometimes there are a lot of weird, cool games there because so many old Atari guys live here. Yeah, I mean, most of the time there are weird, cool games there. It's just like once you they're the there, same weird, cool yeah. games as the previous year. Yeah, a lot of like arcade cabinets that were made in the '80s but didn't do well enough in the like three laundromats in San Francisco <laughs> that they tested them in for them to reach a national run. So there's just like games you can't see anywhere else. Um, but they are all like, yeah, there was the the main the one thing that was there that was interesting to me this time around was uh, they had a Pac-Man set up to start on level 255. Oh, yeah. So oh. you had to as if you could beat the the hardest non glitched board of Pac-Man Wait on three guys, then you would get to play the glitched one. Wait a minute. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's, if you've never seen the Pac-Man kill screen... Yeah, it just lets chance. you play it if you're good enough Wait at Pac-Man to beat the hardest level. What? How much harder does it get each each level increment? It, I couldn't do it. Uh, like, I got pretty really? close on three guys. Every, like, the power pills stop working completely, right? Like, the, the wow, amount of really? the amount of time oh. that the ghosts stay blue goes oh, down just, linearly. Right. What, and they do, so what it they, does is it, it their ghosts reverse direction when you eat the power They pills. still, yeah, that's always true, right? But, but now they still take do advantage of that. But. Yeah, but it's not nearly oh, as, I like, it's, it's real hard. So you can still like, use it for strategy, but not me, for eating them. Right. Me and, like, this was, this was kind of neat, actually. Like, this was a, one of, this was a fairly authentic arcade experience. Me and, like, three other guys were just taking turns playing until somebody beat it. But it was somebody else, so I didn't get to play the, <laughs> I didn't get to play the kill screen level. But I thought that was neat that they, that they set that up. How, yeah. and how did they do that? I, it was just changing a, yeah, it's just a ROM hack okay. that they re-uploaded onto the, Onto the boards. That's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I, I didn't realize that Pac-Man got harder. Yeah, it totally does. It doesn't get like a lot harder from like one to two, two to three, three to four, which is maybe as far as I ever got in Pac-Man. Yeah, yeah. Like the the pills turn them blue for less time. Like not. Like they come I did out not of notice. the center earlier. Faster. Yeah, that makes sense. Do but they, you still always move the same speed. Yeah, and it's always they, the same they move map. The same speed and stuff. I think so. Okay. That's interesting. Um, I, played, I never had any idea that Pac-Man got harder as you went. Yeah. Seems logical. I played a little bit of the yeah. Krull <laughs> arcade game. No. <laughs> that was pretty good. That we were, that I made yeah. that fantastic fidget spinner joke about yeah. earlier, trademark MC Frontline. I kind of want to watch Krull again. I think it's <laughs> I bad, like and I think it, pretty it sure. always was bad, but also there was this game, I forget the name of it, but I took a picture of this, uh, this particularly bewildering piece of instructional material that was on the on the side of the screen like what's it say printed it says three 
this was just item number three on here. Destroying all three ships, S-H-I-P-S, scores bonus of one ship's, apostrophe S, points ship values. Slow, seven points. Medium, 11 points. Destroying all three three ships ships scores scores bonus bonus of of one one ship's ship's points ship ship values. Values? So yeah, right where value so, becomes plural, I'm confused. Right. By the sentence. Well, so I think that there's just no punctuation. Destroying all three ships scores bonus of one ship's points, and then there's supposed to be a line break, and then it says ship values, and then a uh, list of the ship values. Yeah, got but it. it's it's just a paragraph of undifferentiated. That's text a typo. That is extremely confusing. That's um, a typo. You know what a typo is? It's a typographical error. <laughs> error. And you know what typography is? It's not typing. It's typesetting. It's putting the type on the page for printing. It's it's designing you know, a, a page font of is text. actually the drawer. Did you know that a font is actually a drawer filled with lead type? That would be the next thing I would have said. <laughs> while while talking font nerd stuff. So typos are not when you fucking can't spell. That's all I'm saying. That's great. Makes sense. Thanks. Is it like the, the font of letters you pull out of the? <laughs> is that was that what that? Yeah, the typeface is the letters. German, yeah. maybe like a. Also, uh, typesetters uh, had to do it backwards and often upside down. So, like, uh, like that Ginger bump, Rogers like that bumper sticker. Yes. Typesetters do it backwards and upside down, <laughs> which is why there are no young typesetters. It's, it's like. <laughs> well, also all the legs. Right. Genetic. Yeah. In typography uh, class, uh, we had to do one project in lead type during the semester. Even though computers were totally invented by the mid nineties. To do the history class. Leading. Yeah, we had to do the leading. We had to do. Did you? Would you say you shit. led better than other people? Oh my or? god! <clears throat> <laughs> Why don't you put some of that writing in the games? Yeah, act? yeah. So some of those sweet Pearl Jam <laughs> jokes. <laughs> The, uh, uh, were you like reaching the, in with tweezers and pulling out a letter? No, we're using our fingers and getting poisoned. Oof. When you're, when you're yeah, a kid, nice. you're a bad letter. Uh-huh. That's why I can't think good. Currently, bed wetter, yellow wetter. <laughs> uh, I also played this game that I remember actually liking a lot in arcades when I was a kid called Attacks, A T A X X, and it is, oh, is that it the is one a that's game. Like Othello? Yeah, no, not really. But, but it's, it's like it, a board game with circles like a thumb. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I feel like there are a lot of variations on this. There was one particular shareware one that was played on a hex grid where the rule is your move on any given turn is you can either clone one of your pieces into an adjacent space or you can take one of your pieces and jump it two spaces away. And then whenever you play a piece, all of the adjacent enemy pieces become your pieces color. And so it's just like a, it's like a territory acquisition, like, like Othello, I guess, in that sense. But it's that particular rule set. And I've, sounds like the game of life. You remember life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, but that's, so that's, yeah, that happens on its own, right? Like, you I've, don't, I've you actually don't... seen PVP life where you uh, choose where, where the, um, the pieces are colored. And when a new, um, a new cell, uh, grows, it, gets its color based on the preponderance like the majority. of colors. And, huh. uh, That's cool. And like mm. the, the PVP, like the, the interaction comes in where like you can, uh, when it's your turn, you will place a new cell or change the color of an existing one. Oh, oh wow. That's awesome. That is really good. Yeah. Attacks has like different difficulty level opponents and different, uh, different board configurations. And it's, it was, I remember even as a kid thinking it's weird that this is an arcade game yeah. because it's just like, 
a strategy board game right. kind of. Um, but it's good. I wish I knew what the like originator of that rule set was. It's like it reminds me of a game that I can never think of the name of because it wasn't important or meaningful what the name of it was that I played on a Palm Pilot a lot where it's a grid with a different symbols on it and your move is to take one of those symbols and move it anywhere that it could move on the board without going through sliding. any other pieces. Sliding. Yeah, you're sliding it around and if you make three in a row, they disappear and you get another move. If you don't make three in a row, several random new glyphs teleport onto the board and you're just doing that until you run out of moves and i've seen so many variations on this in different phone games and games on congregate or whatever but there's not like a name for the it isn't like there is no sokoban yeah ver, like for that rule I don't set think i've seen that game that's interesting that what is that fucking call it's sort of like a it's like a cross between a 15-16 puzzle and Mahjong. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, like the Mahjong, like the video game American Mahjong, right, right. where it's like, like things vanish, yeah. But it's, it's weird, like, what do you call games like Snood, right? Snood wasn't the first one, but like, that's just a game that has been remade and remade yeah, and remade I, in variations. Well, I, like, I call those Puzzle Bobble, because I think that was puzzle the first bobbles, one. Yeah. It was Bust a Move Puzzle Bobble Two. Uh, maybe it was called like Bust a Move in Japan and Puzzle Bobble here. Mm. I could be wrong. And then, yeah, like, but I, I don't know if that actually originated the concept. If only there was those like are a Doom, so we could just refer to all of them as Doom clones. Yeah, those are gem aiming games yeah. you're talking yeah, about. Pretty yeah, much. Okay. That's that's a good way to describe it. Ant gem Those aimers. are gem aimers. The other variant of the gem aimer is when instead of like coming from the top, they're going around you. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, that's a sushi boat gem aimers. Right. Uh, somebody had put the, doom on the subo gem aims. Right. Somebody else said, will you marry me? And they said, I doom. Huh. Who, di- who did this? Just and have s- they been disciplined? <laughs> We looked at we looked at their Twitter feed going back, and it was even worse puns than that. So okay, well they've been right. they've been thoroughly milkshake ducked. As long as they, <laughs> as long as they, as long as they took it down a notch for the actual marriage proposal. Sure. If I quote tweeted somebody with my five favorite games, and then I found out they had a history of making really bad puns, I would definitely delete my tweet. <laughs> <laughs> but how would like somebody would have to tell you? Yeah, I never look. Like, what if? Well, no. What, not only that, if even if you did look, you wouldn't notice. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, because of your pun blindness. Yeah, that's that's what's happening blindness. here. I just recently, like yesterday, I mean, rediscovered this visual pun game people play on Twitter with the Bon Jovi lyric. Oh, oh with living on a yeah. prayer. Yeah. 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 Did you see my it. did you see my classic whoa we're halfway there no, and what, then what? and then Vladimir Putin on top of a Ritz cracker <laughs> cuz Putin on the Ritz but like but right? I it was see. a cross it's, that's your was weird a, yeah, twitter that was version my, yeah that Got was my it. um yeah it's not a weird it's not weird twitter it's just sort of a deconstruction of the form you know that's what weird that's all weird twitter is i hate to break it to you all that cleverness oh, well, and weird wit twitter. in weird twitter Yay. is just your it's like just taking, fucking taking sophomore year in college deconstruction taking class. two things and pretending they're the same thing when in fact you know that they're different things it's when you stuck your dick in the dairy da that's all there is to it <laughs> weird twitter anyway 
That's way better than mine, so I won't even talk hey, about Russian mine. Hey, Russian guy, do you want some milk? What's, what's the Dairy? Ah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Dairy da was French. Anyway, there's... Um, <laughs> right, but da, he's saying da. It's I know, which like, is Russian. Hey, hey, Russian guy named Dairy da. That's very do you want weird some, Twitter. N- Ugh, for fuck's sake. It, like, bringing it another level around from that is the, like, the, like, God, the, you know, um, ah, fuck. What's his name? Chris, Chris Straub, mm-hmm. the, the butt doctor, the, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. which if you come to Australia, we're going to get, we're going to have some drinks and some ramen with Chris Straub. Okay. I can tell him how great the great count clown Pagliacci comic is. Yeah, because that is describe a, those three pounds. That is a perfect. I I can't. No, he's I'm just going already on this podcast. I'm just going to put them in the show notes. Okay. Yeah, I have done it, but it is perfect. Yeah, that guy knows his knows his way around a gag. Um, chainsaw suit is the name of the comic. Yeah. How do I not? He's funny in person too, and fun to drink with. Yeah, I've, I've we should him, we should. Uh, I've never we should hang out. I've never drunk. Yeah, world. let's hang out. Let's hang out other on the other side of the world. world. We'll, we'll do a podcast we'll there, and it'll be stir our cocktails the opposite direction. <laughs> Scottish. <laughs> not only will it when we podcast from there, not only will it be night instead of day, but it'll be spring instead of autumn. Oh, Everything weird. will be reversed. Topsy turvy. It's topsy turvy. It's world. kind of always a weird, shitty autumn here, anyway. <laughs> so, That's right. You live in San Francisco. Now. Yeah. So it's. Yeah. You know, it'll just continue to be. Uh, so, should we talk about the assignment now that we're nine hours into this episode? <laughs> Why not? The I assignment, Spellraiser. Yeah, Damien didn't play it. I, um, I I tried to brush up on it, but I accidentally picked the wrong game. Yeah, you. Uh, he didn't even play it. He was going to watch a Let's Play, but then he watched a Let's Play of a different of the game. wrong game. Yeah. I was so doing it from memory. Kids, tricky. Never do your homework from assignment from memory. Spellraiser is a game made by uh, like a like a an old guy. He's a guy like our age who's still making independent video games as a one man operation. He but he worked on um, Bullfrog games. Yeah, early, one of the, like, one of the like dungeon early keeper dungeon developers. keeper stuff. Uh, this is a game that is you're a little uh, pixelated glyph moving around a maze, and you have twenty six verbs that correspond to each of the letter keys. All the and, letters on your keyboard. Yeah, it's a cross a, between Mavis Beacon and Robotron. Yeah, it's like Mavis Beacon shoots robots. Jim, <laughs> um, uh, describe this game. Uh, you're a little pixel dude walking around a maze, and when you see a monster, you want to hit one of the letters on the keyboard to kill the monster, but you got to remember which one each letter does, which spell each letter casts, because it matters. And if you pick the wrong one, you might have screwed yourself. You have to pick up charges of each of the spells. Um, and the monsters will, like, drop copies of the spell that you cast, and you find chests. Where in- interesting trivia... Um, humans can only retain seven pieces of information in short-term memory, uh, but the alphabet has 26 characters in it. <laughs> well, you That's can, why there are pauses in the alphabet song. return <laughs> more. <laughs> After seven, nine, ten, seven... Well, if, three. If element it's seven nine seven three. Letter, that's then. yeah. They really fucked that up. Twenty six isn't divisible by seven. That's yeah. one problem. Well, you know. <laughs> that is why the Hawaiian alphabet only has twenty one letters. There you go. That was fourteen. I know. Okay. And well, fourteen would have been better. <laughs> okay. And this game also has a console in it where you can like 
type secret commands. You can you can buy thing buy new spells from the shop and then also read like read the, the developer office. diary. Yeah. So yeah. at dinner when I found when I found out we had the game I had the game wrong, I watched a little bit on my phone of a let's play of the correct game. It seemed to have a lot of reading. Yeah, if it, it, can, it can if you if it's you really you. dive into the like, terminal stuff. I, I wanted more reading. Like I, yeah. I I I read a bunch. That was the good part. I read a bunch and then I had to play a bunch of the game to get more reading and uh, I just never got good enough got, to get I got to like the first thing that tells you what seems like an in-game clue and I couldn't figure yeah. out how to get anything out of it. So you you learned how to redirect the gates but not where to redirect them to. Or is that not what you're talking about? Right? Oh. What? I have no idea. <laughs> okay, so Kevin and I both got to the point where we learned that there is a command that you can type to redirect the, the exit ex- of oh. a level once you've spawned it to a oh yeah to yeah. like a level that the author did not create in the fiction of the game. But we never learned the names of any of those levels to you be able to, to know go the name. to yeah. them. Yeah. So that's that. console. Yeah, that stuff is hidden in, in the console stuff. Yeah, but I love these games where the console is part of gameplay yeah. is like a necessary part of gameplay and not yeah. the, w- the way to cheat. I Did you play Quadrilateral Cowboy? Nope. I think you <gasps> Yeah, you would like it. Okay. I did you play Duskers? Nope. I That is very similar to this. It's very similar to this, although I like this a lot better. I think because it, it I think this airs on the side of being a little too frenetic unlike Duskers which I feel like is just kind of slow until it's insane (laughs) yeah whereas this is a little too fast until like basically in in this game i found that if i got hit once i was dead because getting hit just means that there's an enemy adjacent to you and it's just going to keep hitting you over and over again until you die shield would damage the opponent no yeah Yeah, or give you some invulnerability frames or something Right or does. or kick the opponent away from you or sure. something like it just was like it was really like I might as well have only had one hit point except for like projectile attacks. You, you do right? only have one hit point. The shields are the sure something that like a tactic that I learned was save up your cash until you have run out of shield and then instead of using, using shield, the shield, use thing, shield yeah, up because use that the refreshes. Upgrade, yeah. your There's a command you can type that upgrades your hit points. Um, and it costs progressively more every time, yeah. but it also gives you a free refill. Um, what is the, what is the indie game where it's like unicorn something and it's Pony, Pony Island? Pony Island, yeah. thank you. Was it, a, is it, is there, a, is there shades of that? Yeah, the, definitely. Like the, the idea that like this game is haunted and uh-huh. like, it is the game itself is being presented, and I guess this is kind of like I guess the beginner's guide sort of does this too. Like the game itself is presenting it to you as a game. Um, yeah, sure. I got. Uh, We're negotiating whiskey pours for those who are visually impaired and/or can't stream the video component of this podcast. Right. I never noticed that there is a little tiny dot of black sediment at the bottom of the. That's how you know you're not drinking like a counterfeit whiskey. Yeah, there was a chunk in my first pour that I kind of fished out. Is that uh, you think that's on purpose? I I don't know. Is it like iron filings? It might have just been a chunk of the cork that fell off or well, something. No, it's like a little black powder. Oh, which we'll have to take a picture of and post. Maybe it it's heroin. Shots. Maybe they're smuggling heroin into the country in expensive <laughs> bottles of whiskey. That's possible. One microgram, one microgram per... at a time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they'd never get caught. 
That's yeah, good point. Drug dog can't smell through a liter of whiskey. Yeah, the drug the drug dog is always so fucking drunk by the time he gets to the bottom <laughs> right. of there. Yeah. He's like, I don't know, maybe this mold. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, woof. Oh, I mean, woof. I, oh, I didn't mean. Oh god, I'm oh. wasted. Uh, this game was great. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it's too hard for me, I, but it's cool. Yeah, me too. I like. I do wish. I do wish that it were a little easier, or that you didn't have to play the hard part of it to get to all of the secrets. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you just started typing in the words from later levels from like a cheat sheet, whether you could read it. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. a good question. I bet you could, because there, there's a lot of there's a lot of things written on the walls that don't seem to mean anything. There, there's like early on. There's just a bunch of Tesla equals genius. Well, but both of those are. Oh, are they? Words. Are they keywords? Yeah, those are, those are keywords. Oh, to I people who that. find this description to suggest that this game is very immersive, this game is ultra minimalist. Yeah, graphically. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. a it bunch looks, of text. It looks like a 1980 arcade game. Like that is and, absolutely yeah. what he's going for. 81. But I mean, not. It's like not as visually engaging as Robotron, for instance. Cool. It has the same pal- color palette, but it's like it's not as like there's a couple of dots and like some walls, but all the rooms uh, are the same shape. I don't. Yeah. I'm I'm curious how it there's comes across door. in video because like here and there, looking at screenshots of this game, it looks super dull, but in motion, it it is pretty engaging. Huh. Yeah, there's a lot of. And There's a lot of like, ancillary animation. It's definitely it's like minimalist. nicer than Robot. Robotron is really, really noisy, and this is not. Yeah. Like that's, that's part of the that's challenge of the Robotron difficulty, is, yeah. is that it's really noisy. Um, like over overloading your visual information yeah. system. Like, like this also doesn't have anything, at least early on, that it isn't okay to shoot. Right. Like I, you can the mm. fly things will occasionally like blow up and you'll get, have to deal with a bunch of flies or whatever but that's like the, the only dangerous thing um, I think uh, sparing use of the genocide ability is probably a thing that becomes pretty important later on as like using it on a tough enemy eliminates mm-hmm. all the rest of those enemies from Just the level from the level I think yeah. yeah I don't know I only ever successfully used it once because it has a really short range I uh, I killed myself once by because I was really curious about those uh, blocks that are completely enclosed. I was like, I wonder if I can get in there, and so I jumped over the wall into that and just immediately died. <laughs> so I just always just sold the jump spell because I was like, eh, I don't think I playing it on the easy version where time is stopped all the time that you're not moving is much much easier. <gasps> really. I love games because, like that. Is that because of the like the security bot? Like it's not counting down when like, it is counting down that actually. Oh, yeah. It's just the enemies, but not movement. Threat. Also, I think on easy it gives you more time until oh. the security bot pops in. The first time I encountered one of those security bots, I just immediately killed it with no danger to myself at all, and that <laughs> gave me a really that gave me a false sense of security that I never figured out how to kill one ever again. Bots. Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't remember how I did it the first time. Yeah, I'm curious. I've never actually tried to fight one because they're constantly shooting me in the face. Yeah, they shoot a lot. When you said that, I thought of Braid, and then I also thought of the one VR game that I thought was fucking amazing. Super hot. Yes. Yeah. Huh, you guys play that? I've not played it in VR. We we definitely played the non the PC this the PC version of it. My, oh my god. My, my PSVR space play space is not quite large enough to really play it 
You only need three or four steps in any direction. For yeah, that I've got, is like, surrounded entirely by quite. boxes and shelves. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I've got enough room. Do you that... live in a storage container, Riv? I can, I Has can... Portland been cruel to you? He lives in a house of <laughs> cards, but instead of cards, it's beef jerky. Beef jerky and comic books. I mean, come on. Cereal boxes. Be fair. Um, okay, so you don't have room. Why do you have VR at all if you can't move around at all? Well, there's the there's a ton of good sitting down ones. Like, oh, there like are? Thumper is super good in VR. What's that one like? That's the, it's, um... You're like a scarab writing down yeah, a track. Like it's a, a rhythm like game, a, but it I, looks like steel, a Journey album cover. Yeah, like a steel <laughs> beetle writing down a thing being attacked by spikes. It's like a rhythm game kind of okay. thing. Except, like, where rhythm games usually have, like, techno soundtracks, this is more like a abstract horror movie soundtrack. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Rhombus of Ruin super is pretty good, too. Super hot in VR was great, because you have to do all these maneuvers where you, like, grab a couple of ninja stars out of the air, and then you, like... And whenever you're not moving, time stops. Yeah. So you're, like, you know, look left, look right. There's people both of those places. You have to throw the stars so, so you can... in two opposite directions <laughs> like a fucking James Bond movie. That does sound good. Like so It's so great. In Super Hot VR when you look around time doesn't pass. It moves it if your head moves through space. Okay. If your head position moves, then time moves, but only as much as your head is moved, so just okay. a little. So you can only move time just a tiny bit when swiveling your head. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There, there is um, which is in perfect. The early levels I found myself like like waiting for a guy to appear so I'd just be like waving my hand at him so that time would move so he would get closer uh, so I could I did him. not run into that problem yeah well gosh guys uh, should we should we say what the next assignment is sure, sure. we're gonna play Tacoma Yay. as our next assignment because uh, I actually played it in its entirety yesterday so that oh, wow. saves me a lot of time uh, but <laughs> I didn't talk about it two hours Okay, maybe it was developed by the Chevy Corporation. They didn't want to waste your time. They need you to get in on the sales operation. Yeah, it's really weird that they snatched up that trademark from Toyota in the video game space. It's a really, a really like corporate espionage dick move <laughs> kind of thing. Hostile like, takeover. Yeah, it's uh, they're just like. Maybe the game is really bad, and they're just trying to destroy Toyota's brand. <laughs> it was it was financed by Hyundai. <laughs> Little known. This is my novel, Mountain Dew. It's terrible. <laughs> We're just trying to like carpet bomb Google with negative reviews of Mountain Dew. Yeah, it's like how because I work for Surge. Michael Crichton would put characters in his book saying like, "Okay, this is this character's name is Mountain Dew, and he's got a really small dick." <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Nothing he does is extreme. No, in any, in any, by anyone's understanding. Yeah. yeah, even having a dick, he's really bad at that. He's just mild. He has a mild, really mild, mild version of a dick. Mild haver. case of dick. Yeah, fucking guy. Uh, anyway, guys, that's that's our assignment for next time. Is that old Tacoma brought to brought to us by our friends at Fulbright? Um, good old good old sleeve gainer. Gonna sleeve gainer. Steve gainer. Oh. My favorite review of Gone Home was in The Advocate. said, it's a real lesbian yawn. <laughs> Just, I made up wow. that review, actually. Because oh, we're yeah. in San Francisco. I'm home. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I wish that game were more boring. So yeah, that, that would have been good. I was, I was not bored by that game. I just know that that's the popular criticism of it. I thought it was a great length 
for the amount yeah, of yeah, like agreed. tension and intrigue that it had. Yep. Yep. You'll like Tacoma. Right on. I mean, you don't have to play it because you're not going to be on next week. I'm really not going to be around. You could send us your. Well, review. you could be on next week. Actually. Oh wait a minute! You're I'm here time. until your launch party on yeah, the 10th, which is the day after our next recording. All right. Maybe. Uh, Anyway, uh, do you know who this episode of uh, Video Games Hot Dog was brought to us by? Guys, our generous Patreon backers. This is the segment where we make up the names of some Patreon backers. Oh, shit. Who's your favorite Patreon backer, Damien? Of yours? Yeah. Oh, Sergei Fun... His last name is very difficult spelling. How is it spelled? P-H-T-H-T-H-F. Wow, that's good. Where does the N sound come from? Which one? Sergei Fun... <laughs> is the correct pronunciation. I mean, you have to have After the studied their, that patron's native tongue for a while to really get your mouth around it. Other but Patreon it, backers include uh, Chips Ahoy McGuffin. Oh, come on. Taco Ma. <laughs> That's Yo-Yo Ma's Mexican brother, right? <laughs> uh, Egg Face Darude. Hamburger Helper. <laughs> That's a pseudonym. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, I've had a fantastic time recording episode number 297 of Video Games Hot Dog with you, if indeed that is You the keep making it up. Number. Yeah, so it's got to be true. I so mean, we're all but does it roughly it is, increment every time? Consensus reality, yeah. It's it's thereabouts. Got it. And I hope we do it again real soon, and listeners, I hope you'll join us. You're and pushing, you do, is it 300 next week? Maybe, I might have yeah. to come back. Maybe, maybe Damien will be with us bad. again. All maybe right. not. We'll find out. Maybe he won't be invited back. <laughs> Depends on how he behaves in post. <laughs> Badly. Cockaboo Boobalaya. Spoiler alert. Good night, everybody. Have a great week, everyone. Bye.